BBC 97.3. Morning, team. I nearly said Monday morning then, actually. I got so carried away yesterday because I'm not doing heat particularly well. I know that, you know, everybody goes, oh, for goodness sake, you know, the heat's wonderful. Well, it's not for me. I don't do heat. I can do rain, I can do snow, but I can't do heat. I'm the sort of person you wouldn't want to take on holiday because I'd be bored witless sitting there. I could no more sit on a sun lounger than fly. I really, it just, I never understand why people want to lie in the sun and toast themselves. And people, I mean, I've had it this week. I've been out for for lunch a few times and the people I've been having lunch with have sort of sat there, you know, practically putting their arms out over the table as if they're doing sort of laying on of hands so that they can sort of soak up the rays. Not me, full burka, sitting side of the table, I'm not going anywhere near the sun at all. I hate it. I really don't do it. Sit in the car, air conditioning, fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Leave me there. Curtains drawn, everybody happy. But uh, you've got another day of sunshine today. And my advice is, even though I'm being a bit down on it, enjoy it, because it finishes very shortly. I think by Tuesday, we're back with rain. So all the people, and we've all done it, come on, hands up, you've been out to the garden centres over the past few weeks, you've Oh, look, all the trays of the bedding is out. I'll buy it. One cold snap, you've wasted your money. It's too early to put bedding plants out. It really is. You need to harden them off. And by hardening them off, that means that you sort of, you can put them outside in a frame, but don't leave them out to the elements because you're just killing off. I mean, I've seen people buying sweet peas, little tiny spindly. There's no point. It's too early. But I mean, the garden centres aren't going to tell you that. So what they do is they they print a little notice and they go, you know, an early frost could kill these off. That, That covers them. That covers them now. So just be careful, because you will go to gardens. I know, because I'm probably going to go to a garden centre today. Because I, I bought some hanging strawberries. Because last year, you'll remember, I got particularly good with strawberries in baskets. And they cascaded down, and I was picking fresh strawberries every day. And then I got carried away and did tomatoes. And we got so many tomatoes, I could become ill on tomatoes. So I bought the baskets, and they had a special deal at this uh, home base place. And they were offering, I think, 20% or whatever it happened to be. So I bought five hanging strawberry baskets. <laughs> it was pathetic, really. It is just pathetic. I'm just buying into this. And I took them home and lovingly sort of put them up there. But because they're not particularly big at the moment, they look a bit sad and lonely. So I might have to move them round, round the corner until they, uh, until they look a bit bigger. Anyway, uh, all of that to one side. Darren's in later to help you with your computer problems. Advice is get your questions in now. Don't leave it to... I know it's... You, you, I can see you now. It's five past seven in the morning. We haven't got the energy to get to the computer. Come on, come on. It's a nice day. Listen, if you're going to do anything today, get up and do it. Not if you've just finished a night shift. Don't, don't bother getting up. You know, I don't want people who are half asleep. Because on the programme this morning, we want your, your full attention all the way through because we've got so many bits and pieces to do. Plus, with Darren in at nine o'clock, looking at the papers today, Anne-Marie Minhall from our sister station, Classic FM. And actually, talking of Classic FM, uh, in... Uh, which one is it today? The the Telegraph, you get the Royal Wedding Collection CD, presented by John Suchet. Twelve celebratory pieces, including uh, Mozart, Marriage of Figaro, Paris, Jerusalem, Trumpet Tune from Purcell, uh, Saint-Saëns, uh, Parry, I was glad, that one, Handel, let the bright seraphim... <clears throat> I love this stuff. At the moment, I'm currently playing a bit of house in the car. Look at them. Look, look at them. Yeah. I can be bootylicious too. I can do all this stuff. I'm all there with my spangles. But I might actually go for the Royal Wedding Collection later on. Because yesterday, I drove into London. Stupid mistake. Stupid. I went to Westfield. 
I went to West. Oh, yes, we've also got a How Low. It's a Sony Vio. I'll do that in a minute. So I, I thought I'd come into town yesterday and I had to go to the butchers to pick up my chicken Kievs. Then I had, I know, it's, it's all, my life is just so showbiz and rock and roll. I don't know how I cope with it. And then after I got those, I then had to drive down to Danny's hairdressing place in Church Street and drop two off. Because he said, I'm sick to death of hearing you talking about, you know, chicken Kievs every day. And I, I want one for breakfast. So I took him around two yesterday. So he's in the middle of sort of cutting this lady's hair and doing all the bit. So then I thought, right, vans. Where is the best van shop in London? Westfield. OK, into Westfield, in the car. Shall I do the valet parking, which I did last time? And I thought, no, it's £25. Not, it's not the money, it's the principle of the fact that I was only nipping in and out very quickly. And I've parked right next to where the valet parking is for £2.50. So that was all right. And so I do that, go into, the, into Westfield, try to get my bearings, because I'd seen the van shop before, because I'd been in there. And I do a ten and a half. I don't want a ten... I don't want an 11. So I go in there. There's nobody. I mean, the place is deserted. And uh, so I say to them, um, can I have a pair of the black in ten and a half and a pair of the blue in ten and a half? And we'll have that pair in white in ten and a half as well. OK. So off she, off she toddles, comes back with the boxes. I'm like, oh, good. This is, this is, this is solving my, my problem immediately. And so she goes, we don't have ten and a half. I've got ten or eleven. I thought, if I'd wanted 10 or 11, I'd have asked for 10 or 11, because 10 is just a bit too tight, you know, and 11 is like wearing boats. So I said, oh, you haven't got any of them in 10 and a half? She said, no. I said, I oh, will have to leave it then. So I thought, well, that was a wasted journey. So I didn't have to go down, like, 300 floors to sort of find out where, where the car is again. And then, because it's one of those floors that appears to be polished, all car tyres squeak. <laughs> all over the place. So anyway, managed to get out there. I think, right, I know what to do. I'll go to Penhaligans and cheer myself up and buy myself some candles. So I think, right, I'll nip down the Euston Road. So I'm pootling down the Euston Road at five miles an hour, you know, because the traffic's good. And, uh, and I get to Covent Garden and we come to a dead stop. Why? Because there's blasted roadworks opposite the theatre where uh, Darren Brown is on. And because of all the buses, the stupid double-length buses introduced Ken Livingston, the most ridiculous thing ever to grace the streets of London. Here we are, Victorian streets and a blowing... Two people on it. Ridiculous. And, and buses and double-decker and... Oh, dry. Anyway, so it took about 45 minutes to get through. So I get to Covent Garden and, and I see a space there very near Penhaligon. So I immediately put the car on there, look around, being a bit naughty, a little bit naughty. Is there a traffic warden? No. Rush into Penhaligon's. Quickly, quickly, I need some candles. No, 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 no. So anyway, so she, oh, are they give No, just put them in a bag, just put them in a bag. So I get those, head out, and then I go and have lunch with my friend Daryl. And we, we sit at the pub, because he's working over the road, doing some sport at a, a big uh, company there. Uh, a pub on the Hogarth Roundabout, which I think is owned by Fuller's. Doesn't make any difference, I don't drink beer. And then we went for a, a walk. I took him for a walk down Old Chiswick, Chiswick Mall. And it's really lovely down there. It's, ve- it's, it's where they cut Chiswick off at the Hogarth Roundabout. At one time, Chiswick went all the way over. Now it doesn't. And so you've got the Hogarth Roundabout, which divides it, and then you've got Chiswick Mall. And you walk down there, and there's loads of people running. Loads of people. <sighs> all these people running up and down. And up. So I thought I'd join in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do running anywhere at the best of times. And I do run a little bit girly, it has to be said. I'm not sort of like a butch runner. And I go, that kind of thing there. But they've all got the headphones on, and the women are all in lycra, and I'm running with an anorak, you know. And I'm sort of, you know, running up and down there. And some lovely houses at Chiswick Mall. And then we go and walk around the churchyard, 
which is which is lovely as well because I love I love graveyards and there was a wedding taking place. I have a couple of drinks and thing. Then I go back into. So I mean, I'm really stressed by this time. I'm re- but I've got a boot full of candles, which was lovely. So I was I was quite happy with actually doing that. And then I get in and I'm watching television programs. Oh, and I did lunch as well. I did a proper lunch later on, and then I forgot to do a haircut. But everywhere there's people walking about with their shirts off uh, because it was a hot day. You know, I'm the one, umbrella up, everything. I really don't want to do heat. I really do not want to do heat. I don't enjoy it. And there'd been apparently a little bit of a to-do the day before with a few people who'd had a few drinks down by the river jumping in from the bridge into the filthy, dirty river. And they do this all over the place. Now, the dangerous thing is that there could be anything lurking under the water. Down at Chiswick Mall, the the tide was out, because the Thames is tidal, and so people were walking across to the island in the middle. Whereas in, in Twickenham, they were jumping from the bridge. And then, because they were drunk, they started taking their clothes off and jumping in the bridge. And then they became abusive. So the whole thing degenerates. And so you've got people doing it. My advice is do not jump into filthy, dirty rivers. You don't know what's underneath. You really don't. We've had people, was it tombstoning? Where they go down to the coast and they jump off places and people die. And you can't, you say to them, look, why are you doing this? This is stupid. They do it abroad. There's a very famous place abroad. It could be in Hawaii, where the... The, the water comes in from the ocean, and at th- the moment it's coming in, they dive. I think they're called cliff divers. And they dive in, because, and they've got to time it right, because if they don't, there's no water there. I mean, it's, it's really quite, quite amazing. But don't do it in, in Twickenham or anywhere like that, because it's just ridiculous. The Thames isn't as deep as you think. In fact, when they sort of block it off and they start cleaning to take out all the trolleys and everything else, you could see just how shallow it is. You know, and there is a danger. People could... You could crack your head open on the bottom because it's full of rocks. Rocks that have come down from goodness knows where. Uh, we will do the stories of the papers because there's, there's so many good ones in there. And, you know, I, I was feeling... I had one of my Christmassy moments the other day and I was going through some, some DVDs and... Uh, quite nice. And, uh, and I found one which somebody had recorded for me. Why they never put them out on DVDs so we can buy them? I don't know. Noel's Christmas presents. And so I sat down and I watched one. <laughs> It was it was one that I think he does for Sky, because the ones on the BBC were really lovely. The Sky ones are OK, but it's it's a bit scaled down. But it's still fabulous and still really, really good stories. And one was a couple uh, who he wanted to buy a Christmas present for. You know that this is where, where people write in and nominate somebody. Uh, and they had a daughter who um, had an illness. I can't remember what the illness was. Uh, it must have been cystic fibrosis. Anyway... They, they have the daughter, because this woman had done a TV show, and the daughter was with the husband. And uh, it turned out, sadly, before they could do the Christmas present, she died. And, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody was really... And then there was a lady there who had been diagnosed with cancer, terminal, but she wanted to make sure that her little boys had a record of everything. And I don't know whatever became of her. I'd love them to do follow-ups and say, well, look, she lived for so long and all the rest of it because she looked fantastic and they took her to Disneyland and they got a nice drawing it was just really nicely done and I so I immediately go to Amazon thinking surely somebody would have put down Noel's Christmas presents a compilation of the best ones but nothing on there at all I was I was absolutely gutted because if you really like you know it, it restores your faith in human beings you know no rioting no sort of you know blowing people up no people sort of you know attacking other people or robbing their property just nice people you know having nice things done for them and i thought that's that's the way i look on lbc i look on that nice station doing nice things not this morning i'm not doing nice things for you this morning because frankly we only do it at christmas the only nice thing i'm doing for you this morning is telling you what the state of the roads are like with Steve Allen.
Morning, everybody. It's nice to be coming. You know, I, I went to my cupboard earlier on upstairs and, and I found, found a box of Cadbury's cream eggs. And, you know, everybody had one except Nick Majerison, who's on a diet. He keeps showing me the back of his phone. He's got stickers, I think, from Weight Watchers. If he loses a few pounds, they give him, they give him a sticker. And he goes, look, look at that, look at that. And of course, I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. So I'm going, right, right. And he goes, another stone to go. Which is quite good, actually, isn't it? You know, if you're one of these people on a diet, and some people are on permanent diets, I said to him, it, it's difficult losing the weight. It's even more difficult keeping the weight off. And especially when you get a nice day, and people do want to undo an extra button. Well, I've never walked around in my life with my shirt off. Some people do it. I'm, I'm not that sort of person. Some people are very lucky. They have those sort of bodies where, you know, they look, they look skinny and they look, you know, just normal. I can't do it. I cannot do it. It's awful. Mind you, then I look at, uh, at Toss Daly in the paper today. She's stripping off for her sexiest ever photo shoot at the age of 41. Have you noticed now? They go, she's 41. What do they think? You're going to be dead or something? It's neither a sexy photo shoot. She's so airbrushed. And the reason she's stripped off for this photo shoot is because, surprise, surprise, she's got a clothing range. Not that you ever thought that she could ever design anything. In the same way, I don't believe these people go, well, I think I'll bring out a clothing range. You know, it's just ludicrous now. And uh, they say, how does she stay in such great shape? Well, quite clearly he's not noticed, because she's married to Vernon Kay, because he was the one texting other people, wasn't he? Naughty little Vernon. Naughty, naughty little Vernon. Uh, other stories in the papers today... Uh, Wayne Rooney has been kicked off children's television. Uh, Colleen uh, went to Aintree the other day. Well, she would. She's chav. And uh, she fitted in with all the other badly dressed people. And they go, she was the best dressed there. Well, mind you, the standard is so low. And I'm only bitter and twisted because I lost £50 on the National. I put money on five horses. Two of them didn't even start the blasted race. <laughs> the other three didn't go anywhere at all, which is rather a shame. Uh, anyway, uh, Wayne Rooney, I mean, a thick bloke to start with. Might be able to play football, but, you know, private life, a bit dim, but there again, who cares? Uh, he's going to be kicked off children's television. I wouldn't want to put him on there anyway. I really wouldn't. I mean, he's a very bad role model. In fact, he's not a role model at all. And the bad news is that the tuneless twins, the immensely irritating and stupid Jedward, are going to be replacing the cheeky monkey on the Cocoa Pop cereal boxes. Apparently in a deal worth nearly 180000 which actually, to be honest, sounds really cheap. Really cheap. But there again, I suppose, get them onto as many things as possible. John says, because they are immensely irritating, he says, when you walk into a shop, all you'll see is our faces and kids will be begging their parents to buy us. That's going to be really cool. They're 19. You would think they were seven, weren't you? I mean, they, they, it is quite funny, really. Here is Colleen wearing another naff outfit and... Um, as I say, I mean, if, if that's the best she can manage with all their money, I suspect she uh, needs to get somebody in to help her dress, which is uh, quite good. Amanda Holden. Very pretty pink dress she's wearing here. Very pre- I'm not sure about the shoes, Amanda. I like the pink dress. It's very, very nice. But I've just realised the shoes, I think, go with the handbag. She's talking about uh, Mr McIntyre, Michael McIntyre, and she says... Um, I can't tell you, tell you what she said. It's rude. But uh, she says she's never laughed so much. I love Michael McIntyre. I love him to pieces. I just think he's funny. When we went to see the Royal Variety last time, he was walking around outside on his phone. I think people have different ways of doing it. Uh, on Simon Cowell, she says he's got a gigantic ego, but the bottom line is he's charming. I have absolutely no doubt of that whatsoever. And uh, on uh, David uh, Hasselhoff, sometimes he has trances where only he's really tuned in. For that read, the lights are on, but nobody's home, I'm afraid, which is quite funny. Uh, Tara Palmer Tompkinson's in the papers because she's going to have a new nose from the wedding because she's shoved off of Columbia up there. Uh, what's Carol Malone talking about today? Talking about uh, Wayne Rooney 
and his self-pitying statement. Pathetic, isn't it? It's a bit like watching the Jordan programme on the television. Katie Price, The Next Thing, where Katie... Uh, and the same line she's been trotting out for radio, the media are always doing this to me, and, the, you know, the paparazzi hit. She absolutely loves every minute of it. And as for that poor makeup artist who trawls around, if only he had a personality, but he's so boring, unbelievably dull. And they go, oh, and we have to avoid the paps. I thought this for a woman being trailed around by a film crew. It's just so double standards and so pathetic. And again, unfortunately, Katie Price did the same this time as she did in the last series. She goes to a book signing, only this time she's sort of flogging her pricey stuff. She talks about herself in the second person, but this is, this is the good one. This is where she's ditching Alex and going off to see Amir Khan. And then we were told by the makeup artist, Gary Cockrell, very butch boy, uh, that uh, the funny thing was that Amir Khan wasn't even there and the papers did that. I'm thinking, you know, when, when she eventually gets wise to the fact that they've leapt on her back and are trying to launch careers by themselves, poor souls, I don't think Gary's book sold very many, four. I think, or something, or five. It might even been remained it, I don't know. You know, what are they going to do? Not a lot. I do have today, for you, on the programme, a Sony Vio laptop. This is in my special How Low competition. It's a quickie, because it finishes at ten o'clock this morning. And if you've never played on our How Lows, we have happy winners most days on LBC. Well, in fact, actually, on, on the days that we play it, that's why I said most days. Because any, everybody who wins, and I've had people who've won three things before, televisions, and we've had iPad 2s, we've had Apple iPhones. Today, it is the much-needed Sony Vio laptop. Uh, this one has got 320 gigabytes of hard drive, a built-in webcam, and you can go on to uh, the internet. You can watch DVDs, listen to music, and access the internet on the move. It can be yours for peanuts. Well, not quite peanuts, but certainly not very much money. Because in the How Low competition, the person with the lowest unique beard will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. You only have to ask James Whale about these. He does these very well indeed. Me and him, we have a bit of a competition, and I think he's winning. It's not very often I say that about James Whale. But uh, the person with the lowest unique bid will win, which is the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So what you do with this one, you get your mobile phone out, and you text Steve... S-T-E-V-E, that's the key word, then your bid in pence. So if you think it's going to go for 44 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 44, just the numbers, and send it to treble 888821. If you want to bid, say, uh, £1.40, you do exactly the same, Steve, then 140, and send it to treble 821. The computer will tell you if you've got a unique bid. The whole idea being, you want a unique bid, that no, that's why it's unique. It's unique to you, nobody else has made it, and you hope it's the lowest. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So that's the, the one this morning for you, the Sony Vio laptop, and very nice it is too. Very nice. Uh, we're still watching The Only Way is Essex. It's still as funny as it ever was. We're still laughing at how pathetically sad Mark is. I'm still trying to get over the fact that he's kicked out his flatmate, because um, I believe they're both due in court very shortly, uh, on, let's just call it an incident. Uh, we don't believe a bit about the relationship. Uh, poor Mark can't act for Toffee, and when this programme finishes, God knows what he's going to be doing. I really don't know, um, because I don't see any... He doesn't appear to have any known talent that is discernible. Neither does Lauren, neither does his sister, Nanny Pat... It's just a bit of a worry, I'm afraid. As indeed is Joey. Joey is the new character. He's actually called Joey Essex. 
well, you've never seen anything as camp in your life. He's already had the spray tan with Harry, who everybody's predicting, apparently, will have a sex change before the series is out, because it certainly isn't a bloke, that's a fact. But, uh, but Joey is just peculiar. And everybody has said there's quite clearly some hidden agenda going on here, because Joey is sort of hanging around with the girls, but in a girly kind of a way. And, in fact, even Anne has been, uh, has been watching it. And she says, it's, uh, how entertaining is that show? Well, it, it, it is the kind of thing, you do watch and you do look at these people and think that, you know, it's a bit sad, really. They're, they're sort of selling everybody short down the line. Because not everybody in Essex is like that. They really aren't. The girls don't all trowel on the makeup. You know, they don't all go out and go, babe, babe, in that sort of funny little sing-song three-year-old voice. But uh, they do in the only way as Essex. So, don't forget, get your questions in for Darren which is steve at lbc.co.uk, if you've got a problem with your computer uh, or something like that, or you want to know an answer to something about, you know, camera or whatever it is. So get those in as quick as possible. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Barbara hate, hate, hates the hot weather. I find anything over 25 degrees totally un... un, un what is that word? Enervating. I've never even heard of that before. So I'm not looking forward to the, the, uh, the summer months. Roll on winter, rain, hail, sleet, snow, love all of it. I agree. See, 25 degrees. Is that 25 degrees? Double it and add 30. That's 50. God blimey. I, could, I, would, I would think, actually, 80. I can't even cope with what it is at the moment. I mean, I'm really bad. I can walk out there and people go, oh, isn't it lovely? It's not for me. Oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So, in fact, I'm, I'm happier sitting in the car. But I did yesterday. I drove up and down the Mall. And I was a bit excited because all the crowds were out in force because for William and Catherine's wedding, they've actually got all the boxes built down outside Buckingham Palace uh, for the royal wedding on the different side where they were the last time. And as I went down, because my car wasn't particularly clean yesterday, people were taking pictures of me in the car. It was So I went down twice. I got to the end, turned around, came back down the other way. I thought, why not? Why not enjoy it? It was my little bit of fame for about five minutes. And... Um, Carol Jane from Kensington, poor soul, has got a birthday today. I won't tell you how old she is, but she's 40. Oh, I promised I wouldn't say. Look at me, honestly. Aren't I terrible? Giving away something. Oh, 40, that's quite old, isn't it? Nearly as old as Tess Daly. This is LBC. It's amazing now. You turn on the uh, television, ladies and gentlemen, not so much on the radio, but certainly on the television, and they have a celebrity programme, and you look at and you think, I don't know who you are. They had Celebrity Wipeout the other day. Uh, this is the programme presented by Richard Hammond, which I think they do from somewhere like Slovakia, because they don't seem to have health and safety rules there. And that's where, on this particular one, they had people who were supposedly celebrities. And we ended up with uh, Fashnu, who I think was a footballer, who was so useless it was almost embarrassing. Slimy Chico, who went, what time is it? It's Chico time. And I was thinking, it's time you disappeared off my television. Then they had somebody else, uh, Gemma somebody, I have no idea who she was. Uh, we had a bloke off the bill, and I didn't know who he was until I saw him. I went, oh, that's right, he's off the bill. And, and then they had um, Chantel. Well, what a ridiculous person she was. The, the first game is apparently you actually sit on this thing and then you have to jump onto something that's moving around. Well, Chantel didn't do anything. She just stood there like the useless lump that she is. A total waste of space. Got one point at the end of the game. Just a complete and utter waste of space. And and every time you turn on the television, they've got because they've now run out of proper celebrities, because 95% of celebrities go, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But the agent, who's so desperate to sort of make money out of it, goes, go on, do it. Do that one. Do that one. So I was delighted when I opened up the paper today to, to read about somebody called Stuart Boggs. 
who apparently was on The Apprentice. I've got no idea who he is. No idea at all. But he says that he's attacked and receives hate mail every day. Well, it must be very disappointing as nobody knows who you are. And Stuart, Stuart Boggs, apparently... I mean, Alan Sugar said the bloke was an idiot. And frankly, if, if you, I mean, he could walk in here now. Well, nobody have the faintest idea who you are, love. But anyway, uh, he's going to be in Channel 5's... Uh, Channel 4 Celebrity 5 Go 2, alongside Christopher Biggins, Paul Hamilton... Oh, God. Uh, Sheila Ferguson and ex-cricketer Ed Giddens. Uh, in the show, they all compete for title of Best Holidaymakers. And Stuart Boggs... As I say, they must have wondered who on earth you were, Stuart, because you're totally unrecognisable as anything at all. I mean, really, it's, you know, it's, it's no good playing that, oh, I'm really famous and people do this, because nobody knows who you are. But he says here, expect fireworks, because I fell out with all of them. He said, I was expecting to be the lowest Z-list celeb on the show. Not a celeb, Stuart Boggs. You're not, you're not anything. You're just nothing at all. And he says, and then I turn up and meet four people I've never heard of. So stupid as well as ignorant. He says, I clash with all of them, especially Biggins. What an annoying has-been. Well, unfortunately, he's a has-been. You'll be a never-was. You know? And Biggins, of course, more entertaining and knows more people in the business. The poor Stuart Boggs. So, and you wonder why you're the one being attacked in the street and get hate mail. It's because, of quite clearly, people don't like you. You just look irritating, don't you? You just look very, very irritating and very stupid. So, as I say, pff, another numpty he'll probably turn up. Oh, dear, here's poor Colleen, looking grand. No, dear, not looking grand at all. Wholly inappropriate outfit. Desperately dull and uninteresting in a bag. God knows what you've got in there, love. Always very interesting. And uh, Ellen Rivas... Uh, split from Peter Andre after she found out he was texting his ex, Angela Mogridge. <laughs> Who's Mogridge? <laughs> I've got no idea. She's, she's probably some glamour model. No, the reason, actually, Ellen, is because nobody's interested in you. We didn't like you on the dancing, didn't like you on anything at all. And nobody... I mean, poor, I feel sorry for Pete. As I said, at, you know, 40-something years old and still being told what to do. Doesn't seem to have any direction. You know, apparently he's either got a perfume out or so perhaps he'll design clothes next, which is a, quite a good idea. Uh, Cheryl Cole is close to cracking over her make-or-break US X Factor move. Oh, just go there. Do us all a favour, please. And uh, Telly Babe has jumped... Uh, Lydia Bright. See, we don't, we don't know who she is either. Has dumped um, James Arge Argent. This is James, who's got the fattest hips I've ever seen. He makes boy George look almost slim. And believe you me, boy George ain't slim. Ain't slim at all. So, poor old Arge. I mean, you could, you could be running for days. I don't think it would make any difference at all. Uh, Les and Sandra, no, I haven't. Even though I probably would want to. And Jan says, I had the second, third and fourth on the National, but only for a couple of bob. I loathe hot weather. It's either too hot or too cold. Never a happy medium. I can't stand it. I know people love it. Today, people will be going out there and they'll be going, oh, we've got to get... Brighton will be solid. People, even as I speak, will be getting up going, where should we go today? Let's go to Brighton. Let's go to South End. Let's go, yeah, up South End. Big up the South Enders. Because that's really a class place. And it's fantastic down there. You can go on the beach and you can have chips and you go on the pier, it's like the longest pier in the world, you go in the casino, you put a penny in the arcade, you go in the old penny arcade, which is now a pound, and you can go on that, you can go on the, the kids' uh, some rides and stuff like that, and they've got that ride where you go up and you drop down and your stomach is still up there and you're down here, and they've got you great in South End, and they've got really classy people, it's real class stuff. I mean, you know, you've got the Curzel, and you, they've got an aquarium, and a beach, and they've got a pier... 
And a lot of chavs. They've got a lot of chavs in Essex. Most of them will be down there today. There will be the girls who will be so white, they'll look like milk bottles, and they'll have the cut-down jeans. And when I say cut-down in Essex, they're real cut-down. You know what I'm saying? Really cut-down. And they really look... Ch- but they'll be teetering along on high heels with full makeup on, and they'll all be called, like... Kylie and stuff like that and all, all the blokes will be like Wayne and Jace and stuff like that and Perry and it's real it's real good stuff down there and at the end of the day you can have a drink in the local bars and if you're very lucky you can pull as well and that ain't too difficult I tell you 20 quid and a cab fare home and a curry I tell you you're in South End is the place to go myself I prefer Hove of course which is a much classier area I just like to have a small meal with a couple of friends and uh, perhaps a small aperitif and then we drive home and we don't talk to anybody who's driving either a pickup truck or a transit, you know, with all people who say, Lucky Ever, look, would you go away, please? We don't do this, is Hove, we don't do Lucky Heather. Um, uh, Noreen says we were out with Bridget and David last night because, you know, we've got a new circus coming to Richmond. I think it's the Netherlands Circus. Never heard of the Netherlands Circus before. Uh, they were going to see Amen Corner. Bend me, shape me, anywhere you. Hello, Susie, hello, Susie. But the show was cancelled. So, of course, they went out for a meal. Bridget didn't think Brian ate as much as I say he does. Was he holding back again? Did he have the doggy bag under the table? We know what he's like. Do you remember the other day I was talking about the uh, the Princess Catherine doll, which is on sale in Hamleys, and I'd seen it in the paper, and I, you know, if you like that kind of thing. And I think it sells for thirty four ninety five, and I think a pound, only a pound from each doll, goes to help the heroes. But it doesn't look at all like her at all. And I got a letter from the company. And uh, this is from... Uh, actually, it doesn't actually say who it's from. It's their sort of press release. And um, they've... Uh, it's, it's quite funny, actually. Uh, the Princess Catherine Doll, a Kate Middleton-inspired doll dressed by seven leading British designers with a pound going to help for heroes, and it's priced at £34.95. It's gloriously kitchen-eccentric, but we aren't scared to embrace that. In fact, we absolutely relish it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Um... They've got in the mail today the official royal wedding guest list. And they say, you'll never believe who's actually on it. Um, They've got all... Well, I mean, I'm not actually sure whether I've heard of any of these people. They've got a lot of people who've given money to the royal family before. Very rich and very colourful. They've got the Transylvanian Count, the Kazakh tycoon with a million pounds, and a Nazi nephew. So we're all here... People suspected of all sorts of things. Uh, Samantha Cameron's sister is the favourite to dress Kate Middleton. They're all, have you noticed? They're all saying, oh, so-and-so's going to be dressing Kate Middleton, and so-and-so's going to be doing this and doing that. It won't make the slightest difference who actually dresses her. It'll be, whatever it is, she'll look good in it. Because, unfortunately, Catherine is one of those annoying people who could look good in a bin bag. You know, she would look good. And so it doesn't actually mention, in, in the papers, who's going to be dressing it, because they don't know. I think they've actually done it quite quite secretly because they know that all of a sudden it will be, you know, all over the papers and people rushing out. And they don't want people to to see this this kind of thing before the day because it's supposed to be a surprise. Because Diana's dress, if you remember, was so creased when she gets out. The thing we're going, oh my god! On television, it looked even worse. I'm told when you actually saw it, it was it was almost passable, uh, almost passable. Uh, another one here. Uh, this is um, this is the bloke who took the Stansted snap of the Camerons, photographed at the airport. Uh, some British Muslims arrested in a burqa protest. Uh, these are radicals among at least 61 people arrested in Paris. They included Anjam Chowdhury, 
This is the man who advocates Sharia law for the UK. What do you do for a living, Anne Jam Popsy? What do you do? Uh, Pete Hitchens is talking about... Uh, actually, not really. Almost every year, he says, the presentation of the winner's prize on the final of University Challenge is ruined by some celeb or Jeremy Paxman himself saying that the show proves there's no dumbing down in British education. This year it was the turn of the ever-so-slightly overpraised historian, Anthony Beevor. Actually, the programme is gripping evidence that education is going down the plug-hole, says Peter Hitchens, as undergraduates goggle blankly when asked to identify easy quotations from major classics. It's not that they don't know the answers, it's just they don't know that they don't know. Meanwhile, the supposedly all-knowing Mr Paxman still can't cope with German words or place names. Halle doesn't rhyme with ballet. Lovely. I love stuff like that. Um, there's a, a story in one of the papers today, actually a couple of the papers, and they're saying that um, the uh, Osbournes owe a million pounds in tax and they might lose their house. I thought, what, they haven't got a million pounds stashed away? I thought by now they must have. They must have that. It was just ridiculous. Wayne Rooney uh, dropped by Sky days after Coca-Cola ended their £600,000 a year sponsorship deal with a foul-mouthed old chav. Rooney will not be appearing in another series of his popular Street Striker show. To be honest with you, I never saw it. But he does have an £8 million deal with Nike. You know, perhaps somebody needs to uh, make them see, see sense. Sir John Dankworth, who died last year, left almost an estate of £561,000. Good Lord. He also wrote the theme tunes for The Avengers and Tomorrow's World. 82 survived by Dame Cleo, 83, and Sidney Lumet has died as well, the film director of classics such as 12 Angry Men, Dog Day Afternoon, Network and Serpico. He was 86. How fantastic. How fantastic. Sunday Express this morning, they, they're running with a story on the uh, McCanns that uh, they said Kate McCann is so fearful of being attacked that she's refusing to do public signings for her new book about the fight to find daughter Madeleine. Because having got through a load of money, she's now writing a book to top up the funds again. And yet this is exactly the same we heard from Katie Price. Because, I mean, she's running out of, uh, of stories to sell to the press now. So the latest one is she fears that she's going to be stabbed at a book signing, you know, by some crazed fan. No, just people who acknowledge the fact that you've never written anything in your life, I suppose. But uh, I don't see why Kate McCann... You know, be doing this. They say she doesn't want to give anyone the opportunity of heckling her or attacking her during any promotional tour. The simple answer is, don't do a promotional tour then. If you fear for something like that, because somebody will now read that or they've heard it, and they will go, right, I'm going to go along and start shouting abuse. Uh, but to be honest with you, it's a money-making exercise. It's not actually going to solve any problems. It's not going to bring back Madeleine McCann, because as 99.9% of you realise they're probably never going to see her again unless an act of God is going to change something because nobody would know what she looked like. Nobody would know. She could be speaking another language by now. You know, she might, God forbid, be sort of in another country or even worse, you know. Um, I mean, I understand exactly how the McCanns feel about this, but uh, I just think, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. Last year, Prime Minister Tony Blair was pelted with eggs and shoes by anti-war protesters. Then Leona Lewis was punched in the face as she signed copies of autobiography by a very stupid, pathetic individual. The sort of people who do this are generally... They've got one or two screws loose upstairs. So, I mean, you know, don't go out and do it. No doubt, you know, Kate McCann will be uh, out there and she'll be on every TV show selling it and plugging it. She'll probably pop up on LBC, I would imagine. They'll be looking to get as much publicity as possible. Although, to be honest with you, I've got no idea how you can remember stuff that happened so many years ago. It's called Madeline, published on May the 12th, which would have been Madeline McCann's eighth birthday. 
and apparently they can disclose in the Sunday Express today that one of the groups that could potentially have caused trouble is the Madeleine Foundation, which plans to distribute leaflets and step up an internet campaign confronting Kate and Jerry McCann. They've already written to the publishers, Transworld, demanding answers to 163 questions. Ridiculous. The questions include several put to the couple by the Portuguese police. One question says, how would the McCann's children have coped if there was an emergency while they were absent and out of earshot? They also ask why the McCanns did not use the hotel's evening babysitting service. And what they've done is that they've just rehashed old things which the McCanns have whole, you know, been, been sort of had hurled at them hundreds of times. Loads and loads of times. In fact, you know, to the, to the point of they know they made a mistake. They've got to live with it, though. That's the problem. You know, everybody makes a mistake. Theirs happened to be the ultimate mistake. The one thing parents will tell you you never do is just go off and leave kids in an open room. Somebody said the other day, would you go out of a hotel room leaving your passport, money and mobile phone sitting on the bed so somebody could walk in and take it? Of course you wouldn't. You'd lock the door. 13 to 8. With the travel, Craig Burcham. Don't forget, all next week from 7, listen to Nick Ferrari at breakfast and you could win a home entertainment package with Sky Anytime Plus. This is to celebrate Sky's new on-demand service where you can watch what you want, when you want, including hundreds of movies and box sets of TV series. So make sure you're listening to Nick Ferrari at breakfast next week from 7 and you could be enjoying it on a 32-inch HD TV with a year's broadband. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Don't forget to uh, get your questions in for Darren. He's here at nine. Send them to steve at lbc.co.uk. Computer questions or cameras or whatever it happens to be. OK, make sure you get those in as quick as possible. And don't do pages and pages. You know, something you know, fairly concise would be good. Uh, Erica says, we usually go for breakfast in sunny Weybridge. Very civilised with the papers. But we're now tempted to jump in the car, veg into South End, and maybe bump into Perry and Tracy and all those thousands of lovely people with sweaty bodies and dark fake tans. And the worst men with no tops on. Bit like being in Tesco. Yuck! OK, in the winter, but brings out the worst in the summer. I know. I'll tell you one thing I can't get used to. Men in flip-flops or sandals. I'm sorry, it's just not good enough. It's got to stop, I'm afraid. We don't want any sandals and flip-flops. And sometimes, round our way, we've got a lot of students. A lot of students, you know, most of them are drunk, most of the time, students, you know. And they do wear inappropriate clothing. But some of the people getting off the buses, oh, dear me, it's just absolutely Terrible, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. You know that Big Brother's coming back to Channel 5. So, in other words, it had a dreary, miserable audience before. It's going to be even worse this time round. But apparently they've said fame-hungry freaks are no longer welcome. Really? They're just presenting programmes on Channel 5 at the moment, aren't they? And uh, the sooner half of them have dropped. Uh, They've actually said that they, they want to bring back the vibrancy created by Brian Dowling and Jade Goody. I don't think there was any vibrancy created by racist Jade Goody at all. There was no vibrancy there. Might have been funny first time round. It ceased to become funny after the Shilpachetti incident, I'm afraid, and probably long before that. And Brian Dowling, I don't really know what Brian Dowling does now. They, they tried him on various programmes and they suddenly realised that it's one thing being cabin crew on Ryanair, but when it comes to presenting programmes, he was as dim as a plank, I'm afraid. And they tried him on various things. So uh, we'll wait and see. But it will be, you know, the, the desperately sad people who are actually, you know, out there hoping... To, uh, to sort of change their life, like Stuart Boggs, who apparently was on The Apprentice, but nobody knows who he is. Very sad, isn't it? Very sad. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, don't forget, doing the papers for us this morning, just after the news at 8, is Anne-Marie Minhall. 
Uh, here's uh, Sharon and Ozzy. Million pound tax shock. Why would it be a shock? If, if they're asking for a million quid, you can imagine how much they've earned, can't you? I mean, it must be absolutely huge amount of money. And so they risk losing their home. I mean, so they lose a home. Who cares? Who cares? Two kids who've been in rehab. Jack, the adrenaline junkie. You know, the other fat Osborne bird who keeps losing weight and then putting it on. And then the nice daughter who didn't want anything to do with them. And then you've got mum barking as a barrel load of frogs. And Ozzy who doesn't know where he is. But they do have a property in uh, Chalfont St. Peter worth 12 million. They've got a Los Angeles place worth seven and a half, a Malibu place at six, and an apartment in Hollywood worth 700,000. And they risk losing home over a million. Well, they haven't got any money in the bank. A little bit of a worry. Apparently, they say here they're thought to own at least seven properties. They've been badly hit by the recession. Dear, what a shame. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got no, uh, no sympathy for the Osbournes if the story is true whatsoever. All these people who then plead poverty, oh, I can't, they've earned fortunes. That's why I can't watch anything with this woman on BBC, whose name now escapes me. She does, like, some car boot sales and cash in the attic. And I think she's a bit Essex and Chav. And, uh, I can't remember her name now. Anyway, she sort of popped up again, having declared herself bankrupt. You know, all these TV people, they earn fortunes. They earn fortunes. And then people go, oh, isn't it a shame? You think, no, you have to pay tax. You have to save up for tax. Why can't they do it? The other day in the paper, we had Stavros Flatley whose electricity, electricity, electrical business has, has gone belly up, owing people money. And you think, but you've earned a fortune out of doing your other thing. Couldn't you have propped up the company? Couldn't you have made some effort for doing something? Because people now just put themselves into bankruptcy and go, oh, that's it, and, you know, and, and they, you know, like, um, what's its sister? I can't remember the blooming sister it was now. Anthea, Anthea Turner's sister. She and her husband both declared themselves bankrupt. The poor, they don't seem to have changed their lifestyle, though, do they? And then they had the audacity to write a book about surviving bankruptcy. It's got me quite angry. They reckon that uh, Ozzy and uh, Sharon have got a £100 million fortune, but they now say that uh, the family's wealth is understood to have stagnated. You know, it's a bad investment then, isn't it, really? The papers state that the self-employed couple owes £718,000 in tax from 2008, a million dollars and 24000 from 2009, a total of £1,065,000, which is just under $2 million. Well, pay it! That's what you owe. To be honest with you, I should imagine it's probably a conservative estimate. Very conservative estimate. Um, Other stories in the uh, papers today. Jordan has lifted a lid on why her marriage uh, to Alex Reid finished. Oh, dear, you can't shut it. You do sometimes think, I wish somebody would super glue her mouth together and keep her quiet. It's the only way. We're not interested, love. We're really not interested, I'm afraid. Uh, Sky Sport was hit with a backlash after Gary Neville was unveiled as the new football pundit, with viewers threatening to cancel their subscriptions. Manchester United legend Neville, who revelled in his reputation as one of the most hated men in football, is going to become one of Sky Sports' frontline commentators. So there you go. Jamie Redknapp will join Neville in replacing Gray and Richard Keyes. This was after Andy Gray and the sexist remarks. I don't know anything about Gary Neville. I've re- why is he hated in football? Why does he think he's hated? Is he just not nice, or is he, is he, does he sort of do horrible things? If they want him, that's up to them, isn't it? Keeps him going, I should imagine. Keeps him ticking over. How does Christy Brinkley look good? Lots of makeup, I should imagine. And here she is, she's 57. Why shouldn't be? They seem to be so amazed nowadays, don't they? So amazed. Oh, look, isn't it dreadful, you know? At uh, 57, good Lord, they're very lucky to look good, aren't they? No, not really. You know, it's when people get to 80. And 90, and they still look good. 
I'm just having a bit of coffee this morning. You need a cup of coffee. I've discovered I've become a coffee addict. I don't normally do coffee addicts, but I'm, I'm, I'm now doing... I had two cups this morning before I got in the shower. Can't be good for you. And, and then yesterday I got a bit carried away with licorice. Now, some people like licorice and some people hate it. And I love it. And I, I can't begin to tell you, I had eight licorice wheels. Eight licorice... Oh, dear me. My stomach is reeling at even the thought of it. Uh, don't forget, today we've got a Sony Vio laptop. It can be yours. For pennies, it's in my How Low Reverse auction. Very stylish computer, packed full of brilliant features, including a generous 320 gigabytes of hard drive, built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am this morning. To play this one, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So you want to bid six pence, you text Steve, six, could go for six, and send it to treble eight two one. If you think it's £1.60, you just do Steve, then one six zero. And send that to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. You've only got two hours and a little tiny bit. Got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So it's the Sony Vio laptop that you're playing for this morning. It's a lovely, lovely prize. It really is. It's very, very nice indeed. Uh, we like that. Uh, innovate says Barbara is one of my favourite words. Serendipity being one of the other ones. Innovate means to derive of strength or spirit. Good Lord. 25 degrees Celsius, about 75 Fahrenheit. Yeah, double it and add 30, isn't it? 50, so it's, you know, give or take. I mean, you know, if anybody can really tell the difference between 5 degrees here, there and everywhere, I... I, I well, I dispute it. Uh, James says, what are you saying about people who drive a transit? Saying that, if I could fit my disco equipment in a car, I probably would. My partner refuses to go out in my vehicle, so she usually drives. I used to get all of my disco equipment in a minivan. A minivan. That was the speakers, because we had really super speakers. And, uh, and the decks and the lights and loads of other stuff. You can actually, you could probably actually take it uh, on the bus, I should imagine. Well, at one time, when I worked in clubs and it was all built in, it was dead easy. Uh, the well-known Avengers theme uh, was written by Laurie Johnson, says John. Perhaps Johnny Dankworth wrote the theme for the earlier, uh, the Hendry episodes. I love, I, just, I discovered a box set of those the other day, which I was very, very happy about. Uh, Noreen says, no, 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 no doggy bag for Brian, <laughs> which is quite good. Um, Ian in Bedford says, thanks for an obscure tip for Bally Briggs and the National from a racing pundit on Nick's Breakfast Show on Friday. Previous winners had 11 letters in the name of certain colours. I put 50 quid on to win and got 700 back. Oh, don't tell them round here, they'll be sick as parrots, sick as parrots. 50 quid on and you got 700 back. He says, thank you, LBC. So happy for you. So, so happy. It's good, isn't it? Especially when you go back in there. Oh, and poor old David Beckham's sister is selling her wedding dress on eBay for a fiver. Actually, because she's quite hefty, I mean, it's actually good value because you get a lot of material. You could probably make two wedding dresses for a normal-sized person out of it. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen with you until 10. Don't forget, we've got our special How Low, the Sony Vio laptop. Uh, this very stylish computer is packed with brilliant features, including a generous 320 gigabytes of hard drive, the built-in webcam, the Wi-Fi connectivity. Person, as you know, with the lowest unique bid will win, and a unique bid is the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10 o'clock this morning. she got about an uh, hour and 55 minutes to go. You text Steve... Then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So if you want to bid, say one pound sixty eight, you text Steve one six eight and send that to treble eight two one.
Want to be £2.03, it's Steve203, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. The Sony Vio could be yours this morning. Although, frankly, with this weather outside at the moment, you're probably all getting in the car and not heading to Brighton because it's their marathon. I'm sadly, I can't do it this year. A little bit embarrassing, but uh, I've sprained my legs. So I shall be staying in London, I think. Looking at the papers for us this morning, Anne-Marie Minhall, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Nice to see you from our sister station. Thank you very much. We always say that, don't we? We always have to go, our sister station. (laughs) Why does it have to be a sister station? (laughs) Could it be a man station or something? I have brought you a little something this morning. Really? That's all right, yes, to, to, to thank you for the invitation. I'm sorry it's not better wrapped. Oh, but bribery and everything. Oh, it's that's not, it's heavy. <laughs> it's not my strength. Good look. Well, you can definitely pop in again. Can I open it now? Of course. Whenever you like. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's cheese. It's cheese. Some Montgomery cheddar. Oh, my God. Good look at this, honestly. It's in this one. Sprouts. <laughs> Sprouts. You see, one over immediately. Sprouts. <laughs> Sprouts and cheese. What a combination. Together. Oh, I how mean, lovely. That's, that's very lovely. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. That's really super. I love my, I do love my sprouts. I do love my sprouts. It's odd, isn't it? Do you like sprouts? Love sprouts. But do you still eat them in the summer? Yeah. I love it. I've, I, the only thing I haven't succumbed to is um, frozen sprouts. Oh. I don't know why. I've, 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 I can't remember if we had frozen sprouts when I was young. We might have done. Because they're, they're smaller. And they are a bit hit and miss sprouts at the moment. You either get... I like them in winter where they're little tiny... And they're all ready, and you could eat a whole bag of them quite easily. <laughs> I'm sure it's not good for you to eat sprouts and like do you, this. Do you do you boil them till they are kind of not recognisable shape wise? Yes. Yeah. I get into trouble because people say you're not really cooking them; you're just cooking all the goodness out. Because what I generally do is I'll do them as part of a steaming process. Mm. But they could steam for two hours quite happily <laughs> until I realise that if you cook them in the in the uh, in the saucepan with water, they're done in about fifteen minutes. Oh, really quick! But I, I don't do it with butter or anything like that. I don't do it. I, I just have them by themselves, or with a bit of bacon. You're hungry now, aren't you? I am quite hungry. I was just, I've got some chicken Kievs in the fridge at home, so they're, they're going to be with sprouts later on today. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very sweet. Right, well, now, it, it's not that Anne-Marie hasn't been here before. She's been literally next door to us, but we haven't had her in to do the papers. But you've heard us doing the papers. So you know roughly what, what sort of things we do on the programme. But it, it's all, it's, it's up to you what stories you want to go with and whether or not you can agree or disagree with me on things. <laughs> so where, where, where would you like to begin? Well, I wanted to start with um, what it's like to work at Google. Because um, in the news of the world this morning, uh, apparently there's a book uh, which is about to come out which takes you what they call the world's weirdest company, inside the world's weirdest company. Um, And apparently, um, if you work in Google, you can enjoy free trapeze lessons, gourmet food, massages, car washes, and even chocolate truffle-making classes. We had massage here. Oh, we do on a Thursday. On a Thursday. I I keep getting emails from somebody in reception saying, would you like a massage? I've referred it to the police. (laughs) I'm not having any of this going on in the building. And they go, oh, don't worry, you keep your clothes on. I thought, so not even fun. (laughs) (laughs) What's the point? But like, I can't stand massage. No. I hate it. I hate anybody doing this. Oh, no, it just... No. At oh. the hairdressers, you see, they've now got Shiatsu. into this thing. Yeah, and they've... You know, I've, I think I've only just met you, and I'm sort of having my head massage, and I'm not very comfortable with it either. But they ask you questions, don't they? So, what do you do? <laughs> and I always think, I can't talk to people like that. I, I get it in my local M&S, where there's a girl in there, and she's been programmed to ask two questions. How's your day going? 
how are you? And that's, and she asks those questions. Depending on what time of the day you catch her, she'll go, how are you today? And I always go, I'm fine. And then she'll go, how's your day going? <laughs> you think, it's a little bit like, like the Americans, you know, we'd have a nice day and that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I agree with you, shiatsu massage, you're going in there to get your hair done. Not to have a long conversation, have somebody faffing around, you know, pushing your pressure points. I'm just wondering, I mean, do you, do you think perhaps, I mean, LBC, should, should we introduce any of Google's ideas here for, for the workplace? I mean, the massage, as you currently point out, we already have, but... Mm. I don't know, car washes? Oh, yes. Learn how to... <laughs> yes, I love the car wash. Um, luxury Wi-Fi equipped with yeah, um, yeah. biodiesel buses taking you to work, gyms staffed with personal trainers, hairdressers and dry cleaners. Oh, yes. Absolutely for the dry cleaners. I mean, I, I do have a, a dry cleaner in, in Twickenham Mel's, and Thomas does all my dry cleaning. And then I have another dry cleaner's kings who do my washing and ironing. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't possess an iron or an ironing board. So I've always had it for years and years, about 20 years. I've always, in fact, more than 20, about 30 years, I've always had all my ironing done. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's because you, you either iron or you can't iron, and I can't iron. And that's so important. And dry, dry cleaning, I'll, if, if, if you wear a suit out for something, I like to take it in the dry cleaners and get it all, so it's all refreshed for the next time. Yeah, that's fine. Which that's is so great. Sensible. So I like the idea of that. I like the idea of car cleaning. I like that Nick Ferrari would go for the chocolate fountain. You can imagine. I mean, that that would run throughout. The James Max would go for that one too. As I think he has been actually at the chocolate fountain already. So uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll have a go at that. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. perhaps we'll start a little petition <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll see how far we get with that. That'd be nice. Um, Turkey or Spain or neither? Uh, Turkey or Spain or neither? Neither. Tur- I don't. I don't do holidays, so I'm not. You know, I know they say, oh, move inland, Spain, and it's quite nice. And Turkey, probably not my sort of... They're all hot places. Well, Turkey is apparently closing in on Spain as the top cheap holiday spot. Really? Mm. Cheaper than Egypt's Sharm el-Sheikh. Well, well, we follow the Prime Minister's um, (laughs) example, and we'll fly uh, a certain budget airline uh, and make it um, even cheaper. But, yeah, apparently um, hotel and restaurant prices are plummeting. So Turkey is becoming the place to head for a bargain break. How, how much is it? Uh, how much well, do they think for a, for a holiday there? Seven nights, all inclusive, in right. Bodrum. What right. would you think? Per person. Per person. Everything £700? £489. You see, that is so... Ch- I'm not surprised that pensioners go away for the winter, because at those sort of prices, it's cheaper to go away, and they get even better deals, I think. Yeah. Well, you could go... I'm not. That's, that's all inclusive. That, that's your drink. Everything. And not right. that I'm against... I mean, I'm very happy to do a staycation and stay in this country. But, you know, you could go away for two nights and spend 400, 500 pounds. Yes. Oh, easily. Yeah. Some of these London hotels, you know, two, three hundred pounds for a night is not not in excess. I don't know how much the Savoy charge, but I should imagine one of their suites would be over a thousand pounds a night. Easily. Easily over a thousand. Easily over a thousand. And also now they don't include breakfast, do they? Oh, no. Because 20, you, 25 pounds for 25 breakfast? 25 pounds for breakfast, at least, <laughs> in some places. I think, given the choice, though, all-inclusive is good if you've got kids... Or, or you've got a family of alcoholics, uh, because that way you can drink the local cheap booze, and most of it is rubbish. But uh, but for kids, it's good. They get all their soft drinks for free and ice creams and stuff like that, and that's good on holiday, because you don't want to be forking out for that. I'm with you, by the way, on the weather. I just I just want... Where's the rain? I hate it. Just that's bring awful. it back. It makes me ill. I, I don't like it. No, I, see, it's funny. And people write you and go, oh, don't be so miserable. And you go, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm happier in the winter. And it's... It, I heard you mention earlier on about 
the flip-flops and I just on the tube and all these people are in flip-flops with their yellowing toenails. Oh, I know, I know. And you just think, no, And then you see an advert just above me which goes, yellowing toenails, buy this and put this on, it will take away, you know, and you can now go and have laser treatment on your yellowing toe. I've seen an advert for it and, and they sort of kill the dead cells and eventually your nail will fall off and another nail will grow. But you're right, people who don't cut their toenails, oh, no. Feet look terrible. Keep them covered. No, men in flip-flops is wrong. Yes. Just generally. Generally, yeah. And then even some of the sites around London town yesterday were not pretty. There Should was... have been in Twickenham. Oh, really? <laughs> there was so much flesh on show. It's, and also, it's the wrong sort of flesh. Mm. It's sort of... It, I mean, it really is the wrong sort it's of overhang. flesh. It's overhang. It is overhang. It's sort of men who are wearing last year's clothes that didn't fit them last year, and girls who are sort of wearing just dirty clothes. You know... Go round Knightsbridge, dress up. I'm glad that Harrods has actually got a policy of not letting people in in shorts and stuff like that. Well, generally speaking. All right, listen, we'll take a short break. The, the bloke who won £700, says Freddie, shouldn't brag about it. Us clever punters took 18 to 1. He could have had £900, you see. Nine, mind you, £700, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be complaining about anything like that. I think, I think £700 is, is quite good. Uh, on the television the other day, I must mention it very briefly, because I quickly flipped on Alan Titchmarsh's show... And there he had the drifters. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know who this bunch of fraudsters were, but they certainly weren't the drifters. Because the drifters must all be dead by now. And they've got this bunch of young guys on there singing drifters songs. And, and they're now, they, they have an album out. They're not the drifters. There used to be about four sets of drifters. I got so angry I had to turn the television off. <laughs> Morning, it's really nice to be company. Uh, so the, the drifters are touring. It's rubbish. I'm really sorry about this. This is not the drift. It might be sort of a group called the Drifters, but to actually pretend or tell you blatant lies that these were their hits is rubbish. The original Drifters must be in their 80s by now, <laughs> if indeed they're still alive. But I do remember Dale interviewing the Drifters ages, ages ago, and apparently somebody had licensed the name. And ah. so they'd go, I think Johnny Mann was the lead singer of the Drifters. And, and they said, this is Johnny Mann's nephew or something. I mean, it was so, it was so quasi-rubbish as to be laughable. And I said on the cruise ship we went on, they said, and here are the, uh, the American drifters, as opposed to the Guatemalan drifters <laughs> and the Irish drifters, I suppose. And they stood there and sang songs, but they had the audacity to lie to you and say, and this was a hit for us back in 1957. And you think, no, it wasn't. It might have been for the original drifters, but not your lot. And then they said, and they've got an album out. What a pile of rubbish, honestly. It's just ridiculous. Don't be lied to, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> now I've managed to get that off my chest. Anne-Marie Minhall is here with the uh, papers from our sister station, Classic FM. Um, the Royal Wedding List, I heard you mm. talk about this earlier, Steve. Um, I don't really know anybody. I don't recognise any of these names, apart from the no. few celebrity pals. We've got the Beckhams going, which I think we all knew anyway. I think that that's because Dave knows um, William through something, doesn't he? Through, through football. So... That's happening, so we know that's yes. happening. Guy Ritchie is going, but apparently no plus one. Oh. Uh, oh well. Clive Woodward, former England rugby coach. Yes, I, I quite, I've interviewed him. I quite like him, actually. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd be good, yes. Um, and Rowan Atkinson as well. For what reason? <laughs> <laughs> Does he do um, something for them or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, no, the rest of the names, it's all sort of people it's... from... Kazakh billionaires to yes. Lord and Lady something from people give them money, I suppose. 
Possibly. It's, yes, I think it's, it's, it's connections, isn't it? Connections. Um, but at night time, there is going to be a nightclub oh, knees up, apparently, at, oh, at the palace. Uh, and they, the couple will be arranging for a professional DJ and Wait decks. a minute. <laughs> and uh, here's, a, here's a nice hit for you, uh, William and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> try yeah, that I, just, I wonder whether anyone we know might here. be doing it. What do you think? Could be interesting, couldn't if it? If Dave Berry's got that gig, I'm going to spit blood, I'm telling you, this week. It's my gig, Dave. <laughs> it's my gig. All right, so you're younger, whatever. Or John Suchet, perhaps? John Suchet could do it. Yes. That is true. Oh, I reckon Richard Park's got it. I reckon <laughs> Richard Park's got it in the bag. There'll be, there'll be the Capital Roadshow out there with everybody. I can just see it now. There'll be a sponsorship deal. Ashley will be there handing out tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fabulous thing. But what, what, what do they dance to? Do you think the royals... I mean, I can't imagine the Queen dancing to anything. No, I can't. I mean, I don't know... I mean, how would you please a crowd like that? I mean, w- will it be... Carefully. Di- well, yeah. And would you have... I mean, w- will the wedding classics be in there? Something, you know, a bit of hi-ho silver lining? Oh, and... how lovely. My favourite, Jeff Bear. You're everywhere and nowhere. Can you imagine them? <laughs> Actually, funny thing is, for the royal family, that's probably a bit of... That's probably racy-pacy. Probably is. When was the last time, do you think, William went to a discotheque where they played those sort of things? Bit of Abba in there, perhaps? Yeah, Abba. Bit of I just don't imagine William dancing. I don't know why. Well, William and Kate have said that they want a, a proper knees up and they've been working on a playlist. They're in the, they're in the wrong oh, business. Oh, really? Uh, they both love music and right. also, apparently, according to, to a source, want some cheesy songs during the night. Lady in red. <laughs> You're about to have that one, aren't you? There's got to be the slow dance. People stand and They're very good, you know. They're very good. Very well good. done. Yeah, actually, that's the point. What would be the first dance... If they're going to do that, what, it could be Lady and Road, couldn't it? I would think it'll be something like that. They've been together eight years, so you've got to cast your mind back eight years to find out what was in the charts. And to be honest with you, neither you or I are qualified to talk about what was in the charts eight years ago. No, not at all. I, oh, I no. struggle to keep up with, with modern-day contemporary oh, pop me, bands me as and it is. Me and Tiny Temper, I'm fine with. <laughs> but I've got no idea anybody else at the moment. And Bootylicious, apparently, is... Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty hip with that kind of stuff. Are you really listening to House in the Car at the moment? Yeah. Well, it could be Garage, I don't know. It could be Maisonette. I'm really not too <laughs> sure. It's, uh, it's certainly something that I'm not very familiar with. Oh, I'm very, very <laughs> impressed. Um, there's also a special um, wedding list that oh, is good. being set up. Um, apart from the the normal sort of bits and pieces, like the toasters, I suppose, and, and you know, sets of cutlery. Do you think after eight you? years they really want a toaster? Who, who, what's not to love about having another toaster? Well, you can't have too many, I um, agree. <laughs> um, but apparently they have shunned a traditional wedding gift list. Oh. Um, their closest friends and relatives have been flocking to Little Shop of Horrors in Hackney, oh. um, where the couple have set up an informal list, apparently. Um, a bizarre store, uh, but it's a hit with people like Sienna Miller. It sells stuffed animals, oh. erotic paintings... Oh. Lord, well, not those erotic paintings. <laughs> Peter Stringfellow had an erotic painting in his lounge. It was of him naked. Oh. He has a naked picture of himself in his lounge. I know, because I've seen it. <laughs> I want to gasp. I know, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> or, or send a sympathy note. <laughs> I wasn't too sure. <laughs> so, so what sort of things are they going to want then? Because they must have everything, so perhaps they want just funny things. Well, this shop also sells skulls. Oh, dear. I mean, I don't know... Not one of those voodoo shops, is it, or something? Well, I, ha- I haven't... I'm not, I'm not aware of it, I have to say. It's called but... Little Shop of Horrors. It must be things to, to frighten. Yeah. Apparently the Duke of Gloucester has, has made a visit there and huh? snapped up uh, a gift. Um, it's just a bit of fun to see who can pick out the wackiest item. Oh. 
blood capsules and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Funny hats. Funny hats. Teeth that you put in to make you look goofy. <laughs> I saw um, a card shop in Charing Cross in the train station there, and they're selling royal masks. So you can buy a mask of Kate's face or William's. And, and why? why? Why would you want to? Mind I, you, I, mean, the, I think the crowds are going to be out for this one. Really? I, th- I think we're, we're really looking forward to a, a good... Provided the weather's nice, just down by Buckingham Palace, they've put all the commentators' spots in. Already? Oh, yes, they're already built. And, uh, and they've done them even better this year. Before, it was, a, it was a very rickety affair of scaffolding. This time, they look really good. There's about ten boxes that they're putting the finishing touches to. Very discreet, very nice. And there'll be commentary points in the St James's Park and everything. And what are you going to be doing on the day? I'm finishing at seven o'clock in the morning and going home and watching it on television, I think, with the radio on in the background, just Perfect. to see what, what's going what's to go on. I think they'll do really well. The, the, the couple, you know, they seem to be a very, very nice couple. I think, it's, I think it will be a great day yeah. to remember. We could all do with a bit of cheering up yes. at the moment. And the tourists will love it. You imagine, we, we, we booked a holiday in London for the duration of the royal wedding. I mean, now people love that kind of thing. There was, um, um, going back to hairdressers, um, what place where I go, the hairdresser is French, and she was telling me she is so excited. She's, her parents are coming over for it. Really? And she said, oh, I'm, I'm not going anywhere when the royal wedding's on. I need to be here. I want to be, I want to be a part of this day, part of history. <laughs> and I was like, oh, lovely. <laughs> I know. I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm, I'm not going to get overexcited. I'm not going to be silly. Start sort of you know camping out the night because for, for for Diana's wedding people were camping out oh days before days before street parties anything anything happening in Twickenham no well I hope not anyway no I mean I'm I'm not sure about I'm not sure about street parties I think a street party for for the millennium and a street party for the Queen's Golden Jubilee but I mean I don't think for a wedding a street party not really cupcakes with pictures of them on is not my idea of fun I'm afraid even though I, I love the idea of a royal family I'm a big royalist. I like the idea of having it. I don't think they've got any power. And I think a few, few members of it are a bit, uh, a bit of a waste of space. <laughs> Prince Andrew to name but two. And um, <laughs> so but I don't, it, it, it'll be interesting. And I think the public will come out. It, of course, it gives the papers acres and acres of material. You know, you better talk to the people sitting on the route. You'll talk to a lot of wizened old ladies sitting there with Union Jack knickers on their head and things like that and going out and enjoying themselves. And it's, it's an opportunity for, the, for the, you know, everybody to go. It's been a miserable few years. Bit, a bit of happiness. You know, why not? Let's do it. Bit of a knees up. Why not? Who would you want to put in Madame Two Swords? I only ask because Bill Roach and Anne Kirkbride are to star. This is Ken and uh, Deirdre. And so they, they're going on uh, exhibition later on. It's going to take four months to make each model. They cost about 150,000 quid. And uh, Bill at 78 is the longest serving TV actor in the world, I think, in soap. He's been in it for 50 years. Ageless. 50, totally ageless, isn't he? Apart from, I th- he did age after his wife died. I noticed that, that sort of... It, he did age a little while ago, uh, when, when his wife died quite suddenly. But, uh, I mean, it's good for him, but who's going to know who he is? That was my first thought. Apart from, I mean, if British tourists going in, oh, yes, oh, it's Ken, it's yeah, Ken Barlow. Brits don't go there. Have you seen the queues outside mm. on the Euston Road? It's all tourists. And they, they happily queue, which, of course, is normally our preoccupation. But they won't know who he is. They'll just go, oh, it's Ken Barlow, whoever he is. I wonder, well, did she have a cigarette? I wonder. I should imagine so. And the famous glasses. Because she doesn't wear glasses in real life. Does she not? No, no, no. She's, well, it's like Harry, Harry Potter. He only wears them. So you're so used to seeing him in glasses that when you see him without them, you suddenly think, oh, my goodness. There he is. Yes. But she, she doesn't wear glasses. 
She does smoke in real life, though, mm. as you can hear from her voice. Hello, Ken. <laughs> a bit like that, I'm afraid. Uh, Cheryl Cole, the baby nephew of Cheryl Cole, has been taken into hiding after his terrified mum was threatened by a criminal gang. They've got a picture of... Um, the, the, the baby's called Shay. Why does all these chav people have stupid names for their children? Shay. I mean, I ask you. S-H-C-H-E. As in Shay Guevara, I suppose. It's all very odd. But anyway, Cheryl could, could be going to America. Good. Go now. <laughs> Quicker. I can't, can't get you there fast enough, believe you me. Uh, we'll have some more stories from the uh, papers in a moment. Did you win on the National? Did you lose? Would you not bother? Uh, my boss made us all take part. Um, oh, really? Yeah. That's outrageous. Outrageous. Outra- well, we, we had a sweepstake here, but done when I was at home. How was I supposed to have a pick of the, uh, the, the, the office sweepstake? Rude. 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 Rude, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll take a short break. Back in a sec. London's biggest conversation. LBC 97.3. Raymond sent me an email that says, The two original lead singers of the Drifters were Johnny Moore and Ben E. King, because I was their UK promoter in the 70s and 80s. Neither Raymond are with us anymore, are they? Ben E. King and Johnny Moore. So, I mean, how do they get this group and they call them the Drifters? Shouldn't they call them the counterfeit Drifters? Because they're quite clearly... Not the people who sang on these... They might have re-recorded this stuff, but to see them on the television saying, and here's some of our hits and they do a medley, is just fraud. The group formerly known as the Yes, exactly, but they weren't even formally known. It's like somebody coming on, I just said to Amory a minute ago, somebody coming on and going, we are Duran Duran. You go, no, you're not. They go, yeah, well, this one was the brother of John Taylor and he, he fancied doing it. Ridiculous, isn't it? So let, let, let me know, Raymond. I mean, I'm, I'm, as far as I know, I mean, I don't know how these things work out. I feel very sorry for... Bruce Jones. I don't know if you remember Bruce Jones from Coronation Street. Oh, yes. Um, blonde hair. Yes. Yes, yes. Fired, unfortunately, because of, uh, let's just call it problems. Uh, emotional problems, otherwise. Uh, but he, he was in uh, Spain, and they booked him to do a gig. And he was hoping to do a sellout gig, 22 quid ahead, including a Coronation Street-themed menu of chicken in the basket and Lancashire hot pot. How oh, you get Lancashire hot pot in the basket? Anyway, they had to cancel it. Only five tickets were sold. Oh, the shame. The, the embarrassment of actually, you know, going on stage with five people is just, it's not worth it. What would he be doing? Talking? doing Talking, you know, I suppose. Doing like, like a, an audience with. Oh. I mean, they actually needed to sell 25 tables to make it pay. So he obviously wasn't earning very much money from this. No. Friends and family, I mean, that could perhaps bolster them yes. a little bit. It, it, it's a shame, really. Um, you know, that sort of, it, it ends up going to this, but um, perhaps 22 quid was too much. I don't know. Although you get chicken in a basket, which I think is very good value for 22 well, quid. absolutely, that's all in as well. I'd um, have sat there. I'd have sat there and watched him. Why not? For a couple of minutes, depending on what he was like. But if something like that happened, do you think then you would have to sit yourself down, have a talk with yourself, and take stock of what you're doing with your life? Well, if somebody drinks, I think it's a problem. I had a producer many years ago here, who was an alcoholic. He didn't acknowledge the fact he was an alcoholic, but you knew he was because he was permanently tiddled, you know, to the point of he didn't eat food. He just pushed it. He would order it, but he'd push it around the plate. The most he'd ever have would be a sandwich because the drink became the food that he needed. And eventually he sort of, he had a pub, surprisingly. And, uh, and then he lost the pub and then everything collapsed and he went to live in Spain. And somebody said it's very sad. He was in Spain and he used to lurch from bar to bar in the morning, hoping somebody would buy him a drink and things like that. And became. And I saw him in London probably about a year before he died. And he lurched past the table that I was sitting at and he sort of looked at me 
and then nothing obviously registered, and he carried on stumbling out. And then somebody said, oh, he died. But I'd, I'd heard rumour from people in Spain that he just, he just used to sit outside a bar nursing a drink and people would buy him a drink and that was it. And you think, it's terrible, really, when you can't do anything for anybody. So when you say, you know, you have to sit yourself down, somebody, he, he probably wouldn't... He'd just think something was... I don't know. He wouldn't even think about it. They, they, they've they've cancelled the gig. Oh, good, I'll stay in and have a drink. With drinks in mind, apparently, there is now a sobering rhyme in a police station to fit the crime. Mm. Um... When the cell walls apparently stop spinning, arrested drunks will find a verse overhead warning them to mend their ways. Um, it's a three-line rhyme which has been displayed on the roof of um, 50 police, state, uh, police cells in Staffordshire at a cost of £300. Uh, the poem reads, Take some time and have a good think. Are you here because of drink? Support is at hand, so ask today. It's not the best poem in the world, is it? It's not the it? best, but it's good. It's good. Um, but I don't. I wonder if that gets through. So it's, it's simple in rhythm and meter. The verse uh, took a team of officers to write, and uh, apparently Inspector Ashley Farrington, who helped, said, "We want them to read the poem and realise they have alcoholic problems." It's, it's quite rife in London. I mean, I, I come in in the early hours of the morning, and around here, it's terrible. Uh, it really is to the amount of sort of drunks who lurch around the streets. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to feel sorry for them or not. No. Well, sometimes coming into this uh, into this building at um, midnight or one o'clock in the morning as I do from time to time mm. and the bar downstairs is open till two yes. and you just sort of think I don't feel terribly safe walking no. around you know just that little bit uh, around Leicester Square to get in because these people a lot of them are just out of control yes oh I know I mean it, it is it is it is quite bad actually mind you the whole it's not just here it's all over the place mm. people who seem to just drink to the point of oblivion not that I'm mentioning any names. Uh, Jamie in Brighton says, yep, loads of traffic heading down to Brighton for the marathon, and they say exercise is good for you. Yeah, but just be, if you are going in this heat, running can sort of add all sorts of... But take water. Take lots... You don't want to dehydrate. He says, I think I'll play it safe and sit on the beach in last year's shorts, he said, obviously. Uh, Rita says, please wish my husband Brian a very happy birthday. And Eric says, I'm having deep-fried sprouts in oyster sauce in whole grain pita bread. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I'm definitely not sure about that one, I'm afraid. In oyster sauce. I've never thought about that, actually. I, I love the attention to detail that it's wholemeal. Yes, it's wholemeal. Oh, because it makes a vast difference, doesn't it? <laughs> wholemeal bread. How lovely. nutrition. Uh, and Pat says, can you say welcome to London to my grandson Noah, who arrived today with his mummy and our daughter Faye for his first trip to London. He's six months old. So we now have to introduce him to LBC and Steve Allen. Six months old. Let's start him early. Start them early. I always think that's quite good. Uh, if you eat Thai food, I do like Thai food, uh, there's a global shortage of coconuts, which might affect bounty bars and Thai curries. Apparently, importers say a beetle infestation has caused a dearth of canned coconut milk. Oh. And apparently it's used in all curries. A lot, well, a lot of Thai curries, isn't yes. it? Red and green curries. Yes. And... I do like Thai food. I, I really do like Thai food. I could eat Thai food now. Could eat anything now. I'm starving. Absolutely starving. Anyway, uh, what else have we got? Oh, have you seen Candy Cabs on the telly? No, I haven't. I missed the. It was the first one last week. Wasn't it, it? it is. It's, it's actually getting not bad reviews, even though the idea of an all-female cab company was done in Carry On Cabby years ago. Oh, I love that film. Which was such a good film with Hattie Jakes running it as the Mrs Big, and Sid James, who was the husband, who didn't realise in the end, and then it all turned out for the best. But it, it was lovely. I love the idea. It's, I think there have been a number of all-women cab firms in London, I think, just so that people, women can feel safe getting in a cab at night because there's so many 
horrible people mm. trawling the streets, going mini cab, mini cab. I want to, I want to have a, a, a Rosa Klebs shoes where she clicks it and a knife comes out and you happen to kick their tire and it goes down, so it kind of inconveniences them. I always fancied that. Do you, um, or would you like to hazard a guess at what is one of the country's fastest growing jobs? Fastest growing jobs. Fastest growing jobs. What would be one of the country's fastest growing jobs? Social. (laughs) (laughs) Not working at all. Um, (laughs) Apparently it is professional dog walking. Oh, I've seen a few people. Around Fulham you get it. Mm, Where they've got like ten dogs on a lead. Yes, yeah. Um, um, Thousands of people are now offering a service... um, uh, to celebrities or to people who... I mean, things, if you get a dog, wouldn't you want... You should be walking it yourself. Isn't that part of, you know... No. Well, some people live in flats, don't they? And they you know, they're off to work and they go, the dog's got to have some exercise, let's give it to a dog walker. So the dog walker takes all these... You can imagine, if a fight starts and you've got, like, 12 dogs, it could be mayhem in the middle. <laughs> Absolute mayhem. Run, run! <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> Apparently anyone can set up uh, as a professional walker. The only strict requirement is to follow animal welfare rules or you can risk uh, prosecution. But now there are some 10,000 registered dog walkers. You have to be registered? Mm. Good God, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know, I mean, it's a nice little, if it's daylight today and you want to go out and have a, oh no, well, with a brolly, obviously. Yeah, with, with keep a brolly, it, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, parasol. from the sunshine. <laughs> 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 um, but yes, it's, it's, a, it's a very fast-growing profession, which people, are, th- there's a demand for, so demand wow. and supply. Well, there you go. Uh, John Wise offers a tip to Fern Britton for her Channel 4 chat show. Uh, he says, find a sofa that's big enough, to, big enough to fit your guests on. Certainly find it before Colleen Nolan comes on the show again. Rethink how to introduce your guests. She's been livening up our lunchtimes with her comic timing and brilliant wit. It's Colleen Nolan. Sadly not, I'm afraid. Sadly not. And uh, John inquires as whether or not the gastric band Ferns had fitted is actually too tight for her. Have you, have you seen the show? Yes. What do you think? It's... it's um, I like Fern. I've always been a fan of Fern. Mm. I just think I'm bored with chat shows on the television. Yeah. There's a limit to, you know, and here is, you know, a celebrity guest. Oh, not Colin bloody Nolan again, for God's sake. <laughs> Give us somebody dip. She's already been on the television, you know, every lunchtime. Thankfully, she's leaving. And, and then they've got a studio audience, which she introduces you to, but they're just people who don't work, who sit there. And then you've got sort of a heartfelt bit where they had, I think, Rose West's daughter on there talking about a programme that was coming up featuring... You know, people portraying Rose and uh, What's It West. And and you think, you can't go from that to Colleen Nolan flogging some tatty old book. It's just, it, it just doesn't work. It's, but then it's even worse on Channel 5 with Paul, Paul Vanessa. You know, she's sort of struggling with a, a programme built in a set costing threepence, I think. There was um, a report talking about the various figures that are coming out. And when Channel 4 are pulling figures, huge figures for things like Come Dine With Me yeah. and Coach Trip, and then see them sliding, you have to think, one of them would think, oh, right, I, let's go and find some more Come Dine With yes, Me. Yes, yes. I do like Come Dine I'm With Me. I'm addicted to I it. I do. Li- there was a woman on yesterday... Quite, but they just laughed because it was so funny, and she piled all this food onto the plate, and then she and then and they sit there, and she's got all these strange things in the house, and so she said, "Well, make of this what you will." And they looked at this plate of food piled up, and they had to make something, and they just started laughing, and it was so funny. It's absolutely brilliant. The, the um, for Christmas, um, I was watching the DVD of outtakes. That you oh right, get, and w- so good. Watched it twice. 
straight through. Do you know, I thought I ordered that from Amazon. I'm sure I ordered something. Oh, Perhaps I didn't get it. Well worth a watch. Really? But, yeah, everyone in our sister <laughs> station here at Classic, I drive them insane. Did you see Come Dine With Me last night? Have you watched this one? Oh, oh, I've seen that one. Oh, have you seen Oh, no. Drive them up, but I love it. Do you remember when it first started? I remember when Come Dine With Me first started, and you'd go around to these people's houses, and frankly, I mean, you'd have to call the health inspector in because you wouldn't have touched the kitchen. And one woman, always remember that, and she said, I'm, I'm doing an exotic dessert. Her idea of an exotic dessert was ice cream with Maltesers over the top of it, and she thought that was posh. I mean, it, it really is. It's almost, it's laughable in the early stages. Now they've learnt that they can go and create. There was one woman, she had it catered. She oh. lived in this fab... I mean, if you live in a really fabulous house, you want to show it off to everybody, and they had all the wine. But they're generally the people who don't win. Yeah. And it's uh, the ones that make me laugh are the ones who have a little drinky as they're, as they're cooking. <laughs> the woman off the Edgware Road, she, was, she used to go out, she had her boobs out here somewhere, and she had a flat, a kitchen the size of a matchbox. But she won because she did all tapas and little... Th- and they loved the food, and she plied them with copious amounts of wine in this minuscule flat and they all loved it at the end and I thought she was the best she must have done about 36 dishes but they were all really good and I thought that's how you do it sitting in the cab with I know and and I found and there was one person who had the dog under the table they were feeding the dog we don't do anything with or cat hairs that you find in your food there was one, in fact, it might have been um, <laughs> one that was on, was it yesterday, day before, where he had cats and the cat had left little messages. Oh. And, they're, and they're going around the house looking and picking it up and going, oh, this oh. man, we're just about to eat in this man's house. And one of them brings it up at the table and, says, and he said, oh, I thought I picked everything up. <gasps> you see, I, I, I don't like people who sort of in the kitchen, they're, they're stroking the cat, lifting it off the side, then carrying on cooking. I'm, I'm a bit funny yeah. about that, but it is, it is, it's definitely an addictive programme. And Coach Trip is good as well. Love because Coach it does Trip. have some really horrible people on there. And you think, oh, you're really awful. Do you think that... I think the last series has been the best one, with that, that couple from Sully Hall, was it? The West oh, Midlands, I... who were just plotting with everyone. You know, be part of our alliance and we'll oh. vote, vote the newcomers off. I feel everybody. so sorry for Brendan, poor soul. Have you met Brendan? Yes, well, we haven't met him, but we, we did talk to him after the last series. Is he as lovely as He's he... As, he, 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 he lives over in Spain. He lives with some friends who have a, uh, a bar, I think, in a restaurant. And he is actually a, a tour guide. But he's sort of... He's so, so when he's not tour guiding, he helps out in the restaurant. It's just... He's so... I mean, how he, he has the patience of a saint. He does. He he's really does. Bless his heart. OK, listen. Uh, short break, because it's quarter to nine. With the travel, Craig Burchill. Beep. Favourite one was Jimmy Osmond, but that's another story. Anyway, the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder from 7 till 9. New time. New time on Sunday evenings. There's a high-altitude special. Simon will be broadcasting live from a mile above sea level in the French Alps. Lucky soul. Have you left it too late for a last-minute ski break? Simon will bring you an up-to-date minute snow report, and he's also on hand to help with any travel topic that's inspiring or exasperating you. All on LBC's Mile High Travel Show with Simon Calder. Sunday evening from 7 on LBC 97.3. And in fact, I'm after Simon with the new In Conversation for this week, which is Michael Feinstein and Larry Lamb. OK, Michael Feinstein and Larry Lamb at 9 o'clock this evening. Anne-Marie Minhall is with the uh, papers today. Uh, are you going to be buying any... Um, memorabilia from the royal wedding do you do you buy stuff like or you don't i don't but i know you're a fan yeah i'm I'm looking for something not too expensive but on the other hand not cheap that everybody's got one and have you done that in the past you know for charles and diana yes mugs plates that sort of crockery or plate generally a celebratory plate and then keep them safe yes 
Yeah, I've got. I've, I've started. I don't know why actually. I've, I've started buying lots of limited edition stuff. That's not a bad idea. Good yeah. investment. Yeah, but it's, it's not a good investment for me. It's for a good investment for whoever inherits the blooming stuff. I don't get any benefit out of it at all. <laughs> I've still got a lovely stife teddy bear in a box. A Paddington oh. Bear one, which sold out very quickly, and I bought two. I gave one one to my brother, and one I kept. Would uh, how do you how then do you discern what is tat and what is not tat the by value. the brand, the value, the value? Yes, and if they say if if, if they say you know here is a a William and Catherine uh, celebratory mug and it's forty pounds, I'm not going to buy it. No. It's too cheap. It's too cheap in terms of buying memorabilia. I'm looking for something that's limited edition worldwide to about 250 to 500 pieces, because that means it's good. I mean, I've got, I've got stuff from the Franklin Mint from years ago, which is lovely. I bought, I bought quite a few bits and pieces from them. In fact, I bought almost too much stuff from them. And uh, so I'd be looking at paying something like 500 to 1,000 for something, because then you're guaranteed that it, it will go up. Whereas if you buy a mug, you know, at 20 quid or whatever, it ain't going to go up because they've done 100,000 of the mm. things. So, and will they? Uh, presumably, they'll still make, they'll make things once the wedding's taken place because we'll have pictures of the dress. Yes, and... I should imagine within hours there will be copies of the dress in shops. That's what they did with um, loads of other things. So as soon as somebody's seen it, you'll have these people in China who can turn out a copy in a matter of hours, and they'll they'll see it. The sketches will be faxed over or whatever, and back will come a copy. I should Im- well, if you can have a suit made in in less than a day. They can copy a wedding dress. And all... people will want it, and they'll, they'll, they'll want the ring, they'll go for her hairstyle, they'll go for everything. And then all the papers will be, you know, you'll win Catherine's yes, dress. Yes, yes. Win, yes. have your own royal wedding. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I, th- I think, I, I mean, I don't know, I might, might, might get a little tea towel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, tea towel's all right. Yeah. Tea towel's okay, or a, an oven glove. <laughs> Make them work <laughs> for a living. I like that idea. I like that idea. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, Carrie's in Madrid at the moment. Sounds quite nice. I couldn't cope with the heat, actually. Not in Madrid. It, it, it'd be too hot for me, I'm afraid. Uh, so I went to Barcelona once. Oh, that was horrible. I didn't like that at all. Because of the heat? It was too hot. <laughs> really too hot. I, I have to sort of... I nip under awnings all the way round. If you're going shopping, I'm like, God, what a horrible experience. It's terrible. Um... Eamon in Mitcham, thank you for that. He says, uh, Abba songs for the evening party of Will and Kate's wedding. If herself is present, then Dancing Queen. If she's not, then Money, Money, Money. Love that. Great idea. Very good. I like that idea. My husband, Alan, says Yvonne in uh, Epsom had luck in the Grand National. He bet the winner, Bala Briggs, for the reason our surname is Briggs. £195 coming our way. Did you, now, did you put yeah, anything Yeah, I didn't win anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. Scott Two of mine didn't even make it to the starting gate which was uh, hopeless. <laughs> uh, other stories in the papers uh, today. I'm trying to find something. Oh, uh, you can save two pence on fuel duty at BP. You know, if, I, if I hadn't put Petra in the car the other day, I'd probably be cutting the voucher out, I would think. Maximum of 60 litres. It's not very much, is it? I don't think. It's enough, though, isn't it? Save a- Petrol prices are stupid at the moment. I've got, I've got an uncle who only fills his tank once it gets to half full, half empty. Right. Because he can't bear to park with £110. He won't go to fill day. the car up. 13 quid the other day. I haven't driven for years, but I can't believe the prices people yes, are paying. I know. You have to because you can't buy it anywhere else. It's, so it's a case of you need petrol to go in the car. And if that's the price it's at... I did drive off a motorway the other week. I, I said on air that I'd been in, and they were asking 45 pence, I think, for a litre. I went, I'm not paying you that. I'm really not paying you that. That's just ripping us off, so it, I didn't bother. Is it still cheaper at supermarkets, like it used to be in the old Yeah, but days? I never think it's the same quality petrol for some reason. I always think it's a cheaper quality petrol. 
I always think that they bought it somewhere else, and it's not like BP or not like sort of Esso or, you know, Shell or whatever it happens to be. Mm. So I'm, I'm not sure about that. But people do buy it, and they go, and you, you can save money if you spend 50 quid in the store. But it's all this, you know, do you have a boot saber card? Do you have this? You have no, I haven't. Post offices and a certain stationers go in to buy a newspaper... As I did this morning, get the newspapers or go to the post office, get some stamps, send a parcel. I know, I did, well, I didn't like to presume. Oh, no, we always have a set for people. Yeah, didn't, very didn't good like papers. Um, <laughs> would you like a bar of chocolate? No, because oh. I'm in here to post a letter. I know, I would, know. Three bars of chocolate for a pound? Yes. No, I've come in for my paper, that's all. Would you like to top up your mobile? No. No. Um, car insurance, home insurance, are you happy with your home insurance? I've come... To buy stamps. I don't want I know, anything else. I know. Are they on commission? Yes. To do they've also... I mean, in, in my local garage the other day, I put, I put the petrol in. He said, um, three for a pound. It's a di- diabetic. And he said, uh, a screwdriver set, electric <laughs> screwdriver set, five ninety nine. <laughs> S- sack of logs to put on the fire. You know, the usual sort of rubbish. Or a coffee mug. Would like a William coffee mug? No, I wouldn't. Thank you very much indeed. But you're right. They always are. If you've got this, you've got that. Why you want to buy three bars of chocolate? I've got no idea. No. You sort of think, well, they're probably out of date anyway. All day. <laughs> well, actually, there is a story about that, strangely enough, yes. in one of the papers today, about a company, who shall remain nameless, who apparently take the old sell-by dates off stuff in Essex and put on new sell-by dates and then go and flog it round the stores. Well, that's the one thing that I do watch. And to be honest with you, I like to see the printed sell-by date, whether or not they've got a machine for that as well nowadays, because everything's duplicated mm. and, and done. It makes me very loath to go and buy stuff in, in shops, unless it's the supermarkets. Yeah, you have to be have to be careful, but yeah, that was quite a, sh- quite a shocking, shocking mm. tale. Um, the Beatles' first contract is going to go on auction next week, expected to fetch about £50,000. For what? The Beatles' first contract... Thousand quid. Yeah, um, it's unique because it's the group's first and was believed to have been lost until its owners recently decided to part with it. Um, it's the, the signing by the young band in Hamburg on the 19th of June 1961 oh. was risky because none of the group knew what they were getting into. And was it Ringo Starr on there or was it Stuart Sutcliffe? Let's have a look. There are five signatures. John W. Lennon, yeah. uh, James Paul McCartney, George Harrison, then only 18... And the group's former drummer, Peter Best. He was sacked oh, a year Pete later Best, yes. to make way for Ringo Starr. And the fifth signature belongs to the German band leader, Bert Kampfert. <gasps> Bert Kampfert. Oh, yes. I've played many a Bert Kampfert tune. Really? Yeah. Very well. He's, he's as well known as Jet. Well, look at them next door. Look at them, honestly. You've heard of Bert Kampfert, have you? Yeah. Oh, right. Every set of Bert I'm not sure if you're telling me the truth or not. <laughs> yeah, I have. He's as big as James last, Bert Kampfert. You, go, you type Bert, Bert Camfort onto Google, you get loads of albums. He was, apparently at the time, he was an arranger and a producer and hired the Beatles yeah. uh, under the auspices of Polydor Records to back the English singer Tony Sheridan. Because they, they, I, my brother's got a, oh, I had a record years ago, Tony Sheridan and the Beatles. Oh. But I've lost it. Oh. And it came off a jukebox. I've lost it, but it was Tony Sheridan and the Beatles. I remember thinking, and it was My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. With the Beatles? Yes, mm. yes. No. Yeah, Tony Sheridan and the Beatles, My Bonnie. And I don't have it anymore. And my brother likes things like that. He sort of collects that sort of 60s stuff. Yeah. You know, which is, which is quite good. 50,000 quid, though. You've got to have a bit of money for that, haven't you? Yeah. Um... That, that, that is a fair bit of money. 
Um, apparently, the contract, it's thought, passed from Campfort to a friend who was another German producer, but wow. lost in Tuna. I love stories like that. I love, you know, where things are, you know, things like um, Schumann discovered Schubert's lost symphonies yes. and all that sort of yes. thing. I love it. Yes, yes. Rotting in a library somewhere oh. and then you stumble across it. Dear, it's too much. It's too much, all these <laughs> things. It really is. You're right. Though, we've, we've had to, actually, tonight you'll hear some good stories from Michael Feinstein because he's talking about uh, lost scores and lost music that he's found or is feeling that has been destroyed by people he said shows that came into london years ago he said and then people threw the score away afterwards he said you know it's his job to go around and try and find as many as he can well tv shows and radio shows they, they would wipe them wouldn't yes. they and they yes. gone unless unless you were being naughty and take them at home oh believe recorder. you me i actually had a series uh, years ago called lovies and uh, it was with me barry took Enritel and lots of celebrities like Barry Cry, and the idea was to get people to tell us showbiz stories. And we did have a boss at one time who they were all sitting in tapes, and we recorded a whole series of these things on top of a cupboard. He came one morning and went, Right, clear all that lot off. He became quite anal about it and started being, and threw everything out. So they were lost forever. It was a complete nightmare. What everything just went. And you think, well, That's the whole idea of archive. You've got to save this stuff. You know, I hang on to all sorts of things. Mad that I am. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for inviting me. You're going to do the marathon this afternoon? Oh, I don't think so. No. no. Stay indoors. Stay shut indoors, the curtains. Shut the curtains. Have sprouts and cheese. Marvellous. <laughs> Anne-Marie, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. We're going to take a, a short break for the news. Other side of that, Darren's here. We've got uh, some questions, and I'll remind you about our fabulous How Low to win the Sony Vio laptop. Look at LBC 97.3. Late. We've started eating the cheese. It's bad news all round, I'm afraid. It's Sunday. Listen, the sun is shining. We've got a how low. Uh, Darren's back in a moment. We'll go through uh, some of your questions. Let me mention the how low, the Sony Vio laptop, because you've got less than an hour to pick this one up. Uh, very stylish. I don't need to tell you. You know what it is. You can check it out on the internet. 320 gigabytes of hard drive, uh, built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. And the person will get it with the person who has the lowest unique bid the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes hammer will come down at 10 o'clock this morning to play this one you text steve followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one so for example to bid one pound and a penny you text steve 101 and send it to treble eight two one to bid 99 p you text steve 99 and send it to treble eight two one competition finishes in 55 minutes time at 10 o'clock you must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can watch DVDs, listen to music, access the internet. It's great if you want a spare computer or if you haven't got one, now you can have one. Or failing that, makes an ideal gift for, uh, for somebody, either for the kids in the family or something like that. And you can take it on car journeys and just watch uh, films on it. Just before we talk to Darren, I mentioned last week that if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, there is uh, a series of photos of behind the scenes at the Magic Circle. It's just off the Euston Road. Can't tell you exactly where it is, because it's secret. And um, there's some lovely pictures there. There's me and Scott Penrose uh, showing us around. Sooty's in there and lots of other things. And what we're doing, we're doing a charity night for the Magic Circle to raise funds for the Magic Circle. And we've assembled for you a number of close-up magicians. I can't remember how many close-up magicians. About six or eight or something like that. We're going to do two shows. One is in the afternoon. One is in the evening. And in the theatre there, you'll see a picture of the theatre. It's very tiny. Very tiny. There's literally only, I promise you, under double figures, tickets left for each show. And you'll come along. 
We'll give you some some sherry and some sandwiches. <laughs> the sherry and sandwiches bit kills sherry. me. Book, do I get a glass of sherry? No, I shouldn't think so. You're not very good on drink. Um, so, and you'll do that, and you'll come down. It's on a Saturday. It's not for about a couple of months, though, is it? I've already booked. I've ju- well, I've booked the other day, strangely mm. enough. And my brother, who wants it. I'm in it. Mm. I'm, I'm hosting the show. 25th of June. 25th of June. Mm. And so if you go to steveallenshow.com, so you'll have close-up in, uh, in the Devant room and downstairs as well, and then you'll go into the theatre and uh, we'll present a stage show for you with some fantastic people. I mean, really, we've got uh, Duncan Trillo, who is uh, former stage magician of the year, who's fantastic, Paul Zerdin is going to be there as well. We've got John Archer. We've got Romany. I mean, I promise you, and because it's a nice, intimate little theatre, if you like magic, the show is suitable for 14 and over. OK? Probably not under 14, just in case John Archer <laughs> says something. I think it's unlikely. But I'm, I'm so thrilled to be doing it, and we can raise some money for charity at the same time, which is all good news. So if you go to steveallenshow.com, there is a link through to, uh, to tickets. Cheese just a little bit infectious this morning, I can it tell. It's delicious. Is it ab- is it's stop eating it all because Caroline said she wants some. Mm. So go and check out the pictures of the Magic Circle. And if you want to come and join us, you can also wander about the building. You mm. can have a look in the cabinets, go down into the museum. There'll be all sorts of things in there. So if, well, you... going, if you go to the Divant Room, mm. I've already had a little sneaky look. They've got um, some of the collection from Masculine and Cook, yeah. who were the big magicians in the, the West End. And Masculine invented the slot machine for the... Toilet, toilet door, yes. Got example of that. In there. Oh, they've got one there, have they? Mm, it's the only thing that Paul Daniels wanted. Oh, really? He tried to buy one. When I spoke to him uh, a couple of months ago, I said, "Did you ever get one?" He said, "No, oh, I no, didn't." There's one in there. If you look there's one the there, room, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've also got all sorts of stuff from Chung Ling Su, some of his costumes, some of it really. David you know, Nixon. David Nixon. Loads yeah. of um, posters and everything else. So if you Marvin, want to come and join us, we'd sorry, love David to see Bergloss. you. Yeah, David Bergloss. Um, so check out lbc.co.uk. And uh, we'll take you through to the ticket line on steveallenshow.com. OK, and that's... What was the date again? 20... 25th of June, I think. 25th of June. That so cheese. I had to have a slurp of my coffee. That cheese is... Do you know what cheese was it? Because that is amazing. It was the cheese that Anne-Marie gave what me. What particular type is it? I don't know. It's particularly delicious. Mm. Look at them next door. They're going, crap, don't eat any more. <laughs> don't eat any more. <laughs> Look, Caroline... <laughs> Caroline is... Bit, oh, she's getting on with the gadgets, she goes. I think you should come and take that away. Caroline, really? I think you should come and do Get it now. Get on with the gadgets, come on. Okay. Uh, Lee says, can you recommend an anti-glare screen for my lovely iPad 2 as I want to play with it sitting in the sun? Yeah, it is a problem with How the sunshine. How do they do that? Uh, you can get anti-glare screens, but I haven't tried any. Go on Amazon, there's tons of them for about a fiver. She's taken the cheese. If that's all gone by the time I finish, I won't be happy. Go to Amazon, have a look, there's loads on there. So this is so you can sit in the sun and Yeah, it's one big problem with the iPad. You can't see the screen in the sun whereas the kindle the amazon kindle you can see in the sun yeah but you can't see it in the dark so, you, oh. so when you're trying to read a book in the dark with the kindle you can't read it whereas on the ipad you can so that's great all right so good luck with that one lee pamela says i'm thinking about buying a mac for the house and letting the kids use the pc for their homework yeah if i buy a mac will i be able to share documents and files between the two computers any recommendations on which mac to go for i'll be using it for my photography working on spreadsheets and powerpoint presentations so on the first question, yes, you can. You set the PC up to share all the files. You join the network on the Mac. So the Mac and the PC are on the same network. Open sharing on both, and you'll be able to switch between the two. Right. Uh, the Mac, if for photography and for general work stuff, it depends if you want a laptop or a, or, or a desktop. The basic MacBook is uh, 
perfectly good for uh, general work. If you want to get an iMac, which is the one you've got, Steve, yeah, um, that's great for. It's very versatile. Do anything on that, including video editing, photo editing, as well as all your general wow. stuff. It's fairly easy. You found it fairly easy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good. Not, so, not yeah. too bad. Not too bad. Uh, okay, very quick. This is nothing to do with you, actually. This is one from uh, which has come in from. If you want to get healthy and fit. Don't eat cheese. Don't eat cheese. <laughs> Every weekend at 10am, Project London Health has a number of free low-impact fitness sessions across parks. And this morning they're in Wimbledon Park for a 10am meeting by the cafe. So if you want to burn off 600 calories... Don't, don't eat cheese. Uh, don't eat start. cheese. <laughs> don't eat cheese. So they're in Wimbledon Park this morning from 10am. Uh, Saturday at 10, they also do Kingston, Canterbury Gardens, Twickenham, Marble Hill Park by the cafe very popular, all the ladies are out there, Barnes Green on the Green by the uh, Oso Cafe, and East Dulwich Peckham Rye Park by the Rye Cafe. Okay, I've mentioned that now because people want to get fit, because if we're coming into summer, you know, it's good for you. Uh, right, Mark says, when I stream media from my, wire- from my wirelessly, from my computer, wirelessly from my computer to my TV via PlayStation 3, the picture often sticks or judders. Any suggestions? <coughs> How to stop it? That very op- often happens when you're streaming HD media. The best way to do it is to not do it wirelessly. Um, you can use a line adapter. And a line adapter is something you plug into the mains. There's a little cable that goes from the adapter to your router. And then you have another adapter that you plug into the mains next to your PlayStation. You plug in that with the cable to the Ethernet cable in your PlayStation 3. And what that does is sends the network around your ring main in your house. And then you will find that you can stream HD without any juddering. It's the best way to do it. Okay. Okay. They've eaten all the cheese. No, um, they, 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 they love the if cheese. If they've eaten all they? the cheese, they are both going to be very sick because there was a lot of it. <laughs> Is it nice? But they are munching away. <laughs> they Isn't are munching funny? away you know, on some, it. Do you, I feel we should have brought crackers and uh, something else in. Best cheese I've had. Or, really? Did you mention on air what Anne it was? Anne-Marie, what cheese was it? Let did us know. Mean, did Anne mention on air what it was? No, mm-hmm. she just said it was cheese. I opened oh. it up and said it's cheese and sprouts. I got the sprouts. Oh. I never checked what the cheese was. I want to know what it is. Delicious. What did I do the other day? I did something. Oh, I, I went to buy some candles from Penhaligans. Because oh, you haven't got any of those. Because I haven't got any. So oh. I bought them. And when I got home, they spray... The paper, the tissue paper in the bag over the top. Well, the smell is so gorgeous. I need to go back to find out what it is they've sprayed because I need to go and get some. Sorry about that. We have to mention that. Don't forget, you've less than f- less than fifty minutes on the how low for today. Less than fifty minutes. Jasper, Jasper. Oh, it's a dog called Jasper. Thank you. Uh, thinking about upgrading my iPhone to the HTC Incredible S. Does Darren have any opinion on uh, it? Yeah, it's a brilliant phone. That's the phone we had in the studio from Carphone Warehouse a few weeks ago. Do you remember the black one? The thin, oh, that was the, the black really one, yes. I thought thin... thinking about that limited edition. No, 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 that's the <laughs> the Catherine and William one. The worst phone. Well, it's not the worst phone. The tackiest phone ever it made. Is, it does look tacky, it has to be said. Please God, save the queen. Yeah. Now, the HTC, the black version we had is superb phone. Right. Absolutely superb. One of the best phones released this year. Runs on Android. And uh, if you use Double Twist, which is a little app you can put on your computer, you can share all your music from iTunes onto your Android phone. They wanted to do something the other day with the Apple app of where it takes a photograph every day of you. Yes. They wanted to put it on the LBC website. I said to Adrian, you're having a laugh, aren't you? That'd be ridiculous. And the idea is, at the end of the year, you've got a picture of yourself every day, and then it becomes a movie. 
So you can see yourself ageing in the course of it. You don't need to see a picture of me on the internet to see me ageing. By the way, I just nicked your phone while during the news and put a picture of the, the new coffee machine on your Twitter feed. Oh, yeah, the new coffee machine that needs cleaning already. Yeah. It's very popular. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at no. the moment. It's very popular, though. Yes, if you go to... Uh, it's at Steve Allen Show, Steve's Twitter feed. OK. Yes, do, do, do check, check me out on, on Twitter. I need a few more people to come and Twitter me. Just a few more. I've got a few thousand, as it is already, you know. George Michael Twitters me. I know you follow him, apparently. George, well, I haven't followed him, you know, in some place. Anyway, I'll take a short break. Uh, back in a minute. Steve Allen. They've gone crackers for this cheese this morning. They really, I've never known anybody go... And it's on... It's, I'm Twittering it now. Even as I speak, I'm Twittering. It's tweeting. You I'm, don't Twitter, I'm, you tweet. No, I was Twittering about the cheese. <laughs> I'm tweeting as well at the same time. <coughs> you can see it on there. And if Anne-Marie lets us know what the, what the flavour is... We're all very excited about it. Uh, my wife, says Chris, got a Kindle. And I also got her a case with a built-in nightlight yeah. that's powered by the Kindle. Works really well, but I suggest you she doesn't download any ghost stories. <laughs> Actually, I've been told that my, my iPad 2's on the way. Via Hong Kong, I should imagine. Because some people seem to get them quite quickly. So I'm, I'm biding my time. Biding my time. And, and Johnny, yours? It's on the way too, mate. really is. OK, right. Uh, Jeff, how says, how do I go about downloading LBC's free antivirus software? Already tried and got nowhere. Can you send me a link or something? The link's on the LBC website. Yeah, go don't go to it from anywhere else. Wait, so where on the LBC website are they going so to? So you go to LBC, click on Sunday Supplements. I'm doing it now. Click and on Sunday Supplements. Yeah, and click on Gadgets and then uh, Free Downloads. Right, got that? And I'm just downloading it now, the link works fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. OK. John and Cuffley says, you mentioned earlier a record called My Bonnie by Tony Sheridan and the Beatles. I've got this disc somewhere in the loft. The most interesting thing about it is the flip side, an instrumental called Cry for a Shadow. In the composer bracket under the title is Harrison Stroke Lennon. The only time you ever see that on a Beatles record, because mm. it was always Lennon McCartney. It's not the only time you've seen it, because didn't Here Comes the Sun? That was written by George Harrison, wasn't it? Yeah, but not with John Lennon. Oh, I see what you mean. This is the first time you'll ever see Harrison oh, Lennon, Lennon I on a see. song title thing. Okay. But it, it's worth money, my, my Bonnie. Is it? Yeah, because there were so few copies of it because they weren't famous. It's like there are certain groups who, who recorded as uh, different things. And I think you'll find that... Um, who was the lead singer of Queen? Freddie Mercury. Well, he, he recorded under Larry Lurex. So if you've got any Larry Lurex singles... Am I facing the right way or something? What's going on? And, um, th there were... All right. Uh, if I download... <laughs> Talking like this got me out of the brownies. It is a funny name, isn't it? A bit like Steve Allen. It's a funny name, isn't it? Funny name. If I download your free virus software, says Christine, do I have to uninstall my Norton first? Download the free software. Mm-hmm. Disconnect from the internet. Disconnect from the internet. Uninstall Norton. Uninstall Norton. Install the new antivirus software and then reconnect to the internet. Right. Don't connect your computer without any protection. Okay. Okay. Uh, Teddington cheeses. Say, so lovely and caffili this morning. Caffili cheese is lovely. This is much nicer. They, 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 they've gone crackers for this cheese. Mm. They really have, actually. Can you help me with my iPhone? Says Phil. I have signal problems and I can't get a flash player. Should I jailbreak it? Please help. Jailbreaking would go against your terms and conditions of use. Yes. I can't recommend that. No. Flash player That's is not very supported naughty. by... very naughty. Some people do. Yeah, I know. Flash player is not supported by the iPhone, I'm afraid. Right. If you want flash on your phone, you have to look at things like Android, which do support it. 
Okay, you have been told. The way around it, of course, is that uh, iPhone uses apps that, uh, so if you wanted to listen to LBC, for example, you don't listen through the LBC website, you listen through the LBC app. Okay. I've got a lovely trick to show people on stage at the Magic Circle. Oh, God. I'm giving my tickets <laughs> back already. Because <laughs> I'm going to be doing magic. If it's sold out, you can buy mine off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be giving of my flowering bush as well, I've decided. Are you? I think there's a bit of a treat in store for Tommy people. Tommy Cooper there. was on one of the channels the other day and he did his flowering bush. Did he? Almost as badly as you. I think that's a disgraceful <laughs> thing to say, ladies and gentlemen. People talk about mine after I did it at the Queen's in uh, Ornchurch. Mm. They went, don't ever do that again. In fact, I think people were pleading with me, don't... In fact, I remember asking on stage, shall I do... And people went, no. <laughs> I was a bit hurt by. Uh, Peter says, can I ask you how you move pictures around in iPicture within the same event? Dragging and dropping doesn't seem to work. iPhoto, does he mean? Yeah, I, you know, he says iPicture, does he mean iPhoto? Yeah. How Dragging do you it around in the event. Yeah, and dropping doesn't seem to work. I have no idea. Oh, uh, you have to explain that, that question no, no, again, no, no, no. I haven't got my MacBook with me today. I could have had a look today. I'll have a look and we'll answer that next week. All right. Uh, Dawn says, where'd you buy your candles? Joe Malone or Penhaligans? OK. They're not cheap. I promise you they're not cheap. I think in Joe Malone's they're £38 a candle. And I think they're about £28 in Penhaligans. You can get about 400 for, for that in Ikea. Yeah, you can go to Ikea and get about 5,000 of them. <laughs> or as somebody said the other day, Michael McIntyre was doing a routine about candle power. That was, it was another comedian. And he was saying, he said, three million candle power in this torch. He said, have you ever seen three million candle power? He said, it's unbelievable. We filled up the hall stairs and landing, he said, and it was only 3,000. He said, you can imagine, we could have illuminated the street. Adrian says, Firefox keeps crashing. I've tried uninstalling and reinstalling, which solves the problem for a few days. What else can I do? Start Firefox in safe mode. Mm -hmm. There's an option to do that. And have a look at any of the plugins you may have installed. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be Google plugin. Uninstall all the plugins. Mm -hmm. Restart Firefox again. See if that helps. It's bound to be a plugin. There's no idea what we're talking about. No idea. If you're not careful, Steve, I'll plug you in shortly. Ah! Thank you. Uh, name of the cheese, Monterey Jack Cheddar? No, much It nice. isn't actually this a guessing game. We're not asking you to guess what the cheese is. Because we don't know. It's much better than Have that. Have you got her mobile number? Probably somewhere, production, I The imagine. massive production team. Yeah. Could you ring her up and ask her? I want to go and buy some. No. <laughs> what sort of production team have you got here? Uh, one here that says, my MacBook Pro trackpad has stopped working. What do I do? Go into system preferences. Look at your trackpad settings. Make sure they're all co uh, correct and present. And uh, if they are, then I'm afraid you're going to have to make an appointment with a genius bar in an Apple store and um, ask them to have a look at it. It may be a problem with the trackpad. Okay. If it's within the year, it'll come under the warranty. If right. you've got Apple Care, it will come on within a three-year warranty. Right. If you bought it from John Lewis, yeah. you get a free two-year warranty. Right. So it would come under that. Okay. Right. Trisha in Tooting says, my Dell computer has AEG protection. AVG, I think that might be. Sorry? AVG. AVG, I'll do a big mm. one. Uh, lately, each time I try and listen to clips on YouTube, the clips continually stop. Also, when I go on the internet, a web page keeps coming up called Blacklist. What can I do? Interesting question. <sighs> she thought so. Mm. If it comes up Blacklist, that would suggest that AVG oh, is saying there's something wrong. What's wrong with you today? <laughs> Have you been drinking or something early? <laughs> Me? Um, this oh. is a serious problem. Flash could be the issue with YouTube, so go to adobe.com and download the latest version of Flash, see if that helps. Okay. If you're still having problems with AVG, uninstall it, 
There's other versions of anti-software, antivirus software on the LBC website. Try Avast, for example. Avast what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, see if that helps. Yeah. That's a difficult one, isn't it? Mm. You've got you stumped. It is stumping. Oh, good. Oh, if you know the answer, listeners. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Trisha also took her mum to see War Horse. It was amazing. Let me guess, it was a horse and it was in war. Have you ever seen it? If you haven't seen it, everybody needs to go and see it. Her, I knew her mum would love it. Uh, Joseph says, I had Google search box on the top left of the screen. I clicked on Windows Explorer 9 update and the Google box vanished. I want the Google search box back on the homepage. Please. Go to Google's website and download the Google toolbar All right. from there. Oh, it's that simple? Yeah. So you go to the Google website and download uh, yeah, the Google, Google toolbar. UK, and then uh, there's lots of um, things you can add in the, in the Google uh, laboratories and all sorts of products there. That's Montgomery Cheddar. Montgomery? Montgomery Cheddar. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. Apparently somebody said they heard her saying it. I don't so know if she said that. That's why I said did she mention it on air. Well, I didn't think so. Montgomery Cheddar. <laughs> We're now going to be finding out about Montgomery Cheddar, aren't we? World class, unpasteurised. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's that mean, unpasteurised? It hasn't been... Um, through the heat process that kills off all the... That's why it tastes so good. That's made why, in, you see. It's made by third-generation farmers in South Somerset. Oh. West Country... Che- I knew it. Fantastic cheese. We make 60 truckles of unpasteurised farmhouse cheddar each week. Produced oh. by 140 cows. Good Lord. Yum, yum. Seven days a week it's made. Wow. It comes from Somerset. Somerset. Made by James Montgomery. There you go, James. We love your cheese. I'm when we try to some. video call on MSN, says Richard, we can't connect and a message pops up with error 0 times 8 AC 70907. We can use our laptop webcam with Skype, but not MSN. Can you tell us how to fix the problem? It occurred when we updated with MSN 2011. We're on Windows 7 and we love your show. Thank you, Richard. That sounds to me like a firewall issue. The firewall is blocking the webcam. Firewall's so too strong. Yeah, so if you you need to go into your firewall and allow it to let MSN video through. Right. Um, that should work. Yeah. Jamie says, the name of the cheese is Montgomery Cheddar. We're all listening very carefully this morning, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, you weren't listening. Yeah, I wasn't listening, but you were listening. It's Montgomery Cheddar, and Anne also says it's Montgomery... I've already told you, she said. <laughs> No need to pick on me. It's not my fault I'm diabetic. Uh, And uh, on the subject of the cheese, it's Montgomery something, says Jeff. I was out walking the dogs, but I heard it. You're all too smart for me this morning. You really need to listen to yourself. But it's very difficult to try and remember everything on the programme. I'm, you know, know, quite good for my age. Oh, look, we've got no more time, sadly. Goodbye. Anyway, so um, Darren will be back with us uh, next week on the programme. It's been lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. For your time. Back and, tomorrow, uh, I'm off to Whipsnade Zoo. Whipsnade? Yeah, a nice really? sunny day. Going it's a lovely elephants. day. They'll be smelling Baby particularly elephant. badly today. The They'll heat be... brings it out in the, in the animals. It's a zoo. It? What do you ex- it makes me laugh when you go around a zoo and people go, oh, it smells. It's a zoo. What do you expect? I don't know, could they not spray deodorant on or something <sighs> like that? Or perhaps, you know, have sort of some Glade? I've seen these things advertised, you know. People are saying to me all the time, you know, you can get like that. They're quite acceptable in the animal houses. I think so. Uh, Darren's back with us next week. He'll be down at Whipsnade this afternoon. I'm back after the news. Text 84850. Steve Allen. (laughs) 28 minutes to uh, 10. Every day next week, join James Whale from 4 and make your knowledge work for you. 
We've teamed up with DHL Express to give you £500 or £1,000 worth of nectar points in our quiz. It's the only courier company to reward its customer with nectar points. So win next week. You could have enough for an iPad or perhaps an HD TV. Go to lbc.co.uk for more chances to win. Good luck with that one. Apparently, Richmond Borough Council have the most, says Roger. 30 street party registrations have already been received. 30 street parties. Good. Are you going to one of them? I've not been invited to anything. I probably will be. Well, talking of invites, you have been invited. You have been invited to a very smart show, opening night at the King's Head Theatre in Islington, which is one of my favourites. It's HMS Pinafore, which had such a great success at the barge in um, uh, Battersea. It's going there. It's a great show. Do you know the HMS Pinafore? I do. I'm called Little Buttercup, dear Little Buttercup, and I am the very model of a modern major general. I have information, vegetable, animal and mineral. I quote the facts of... That's historical. From Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. Are you Gilbert or are you Sullivan? I'm both. Very good. It's a great show. I'm I love be there. HMS Pinafore. Well, you go. I've it's got it by doily carts. I think the tickets are selling fast. Really? It's Kingshead and it's theater. not big, is it, the Kingshead? It's, no, it's, uh, it's small and perfectly formed, yes. and it's a great production, and it's, doing very, it's going to do very well. Good, good. Um, so I might see you there. Now, talking of small and perfectly formed, great story on the front page of Sunny Telegraph that's going to cheer all LBC listeners up today. Householders are no longer going to be subjected to fines if they breach council's recycling rules. So this mm. business about you haven't got your bin lid closed, or you haven't put the stuff in the right bin, the government has intervened and said this is going to stop. They're going to outlaw fines for petty infringements of bin rules in a shake-up of local authority powers. Isn't that good? Good. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, yes. Now, um, I've got... Uh, we've also... I'm talking about the burqa. It's being banned in France from tomorrow. Yes, some people from here went over there, didn't they? They did. Strangely. The bailout. Iceland has voted in its referendum yesterday not to repay the debts that are owed to Britain. There's a surprise. Funny that. There's a surprise. The, and the bailout of Portugal. How much is it costing Britain? Seven and a half billion. We, we just didn't give it over to Euro, Pakistan. Six hundred and fifty million. I know. Where, 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 are we printing priorities? It? Priorities. Yeah. I thought we were broke. And your favourite paper reviewer is in. Oh, is it's she her. in? The uh, Baroness. The Baroness is in. Direct she from is. The Sound of Music. She is. She will be in. What, what, what little treats have we got for her? Because she threw... The little treat what? is you. <laughs> I'm not giving her any more fruit. Quite clearly, this woman is just vindictive. Well, she's a member of the House of Lords. What well, of course she is. You know what they're like in the House of Lords. They spend most of their time asleep. What do you... What do you excuse me, protect Easter eggs. This is... Oh, Satsumas. Can I have one of those? You can have... It's not a Satsuma, it's a Clementine. Is there a difference? Yes, there is. Oh, oh my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. You don't go, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Satsuma. Doesn't work, does it? That's for Clementines. Nice, aren't they? There you go. Andrew Pearson, friend, after the news at uh, 10 o'clock this morning on LBC. Everybody's in a very good... You know, is it funny, the, the way they... You know, the moment the sun shines, everybody becomes in a good mood. Except I'm me. in a good mood. Sorry? I'm always in a good mood. Do you know, I'm never in a bad... I don't have bad moods. It's not possible. I don't like the tie, but there you go. It's nice nice to dress up, isn't it, for the the radio. Sorry? Not you're not now, no. Anyway. God, blimey, it's like Piccadilly Circus. like a revolving door in here. What have you got? What's that? Lovely. Do you know, honestly, it's... Do you know, I know, that that was quite... That was almost... That was almost harassment. Oh, that's right. Break the television off the wall. Why don't you? People wandering in and out. I'm so glad you can't see this today, ladies and gentlemen. It is like a revolving door. As the new tax year begins, just to depress you, I'm afraid, James Max will be asking what the changes will mean to you. Dr David Kuo from Motley Fool will be joining James in the studio and taking your calls. So whether you're worried about your ISA allowances or cuts to your tax credits, it's a show you won't want to miss. Join James for all the day's top stories this Sunday.
That's today from four. You've got 20 minutes, 25 minutes left to have a go for my How Low, which is very good. Message for Sheila Jones. Congratulations on your winner, Aintree. Don't spend it all at once. See you later for dinner. That's from Jen. Like two-way family favourites, this programme. Sometimes. It's so nice when we can sort of link people up together. Uh, Tim sent me in a link to Tony Sheridan with the Beatles. Thank you very much indeed for that. Very, very grateful. Uh, and strange enough, Eddie says, I've got two VHS tapes that were used in a faulty video recorder. The picture came out OK, but it's the old audio remained. Is there any way? You can go to companies and they will restore this. And I don't... I can't remember how... They, off the top of my head, go on to uh, the internet, Eddie, and I'm sure that there was a company called black cat video and i think that they do this this kind of uh, correction on th- they can do all sorts of things now. i mean the things that they do i mean it's just absolutely unbelievable so good luck with that uh, bert camphart also featured that upbeat jazzy piece java regularly in the mid 60s for vision on with uh, pat and uh, pat kazel wasn't it and tony hart I love that program oh just go and check out bert camphart you'll love it it's what they call easy listening it's really good stuff, really good stuff. Apparently, I wondered if you watched, said Richard, the episode of Come Dine With Me yesterday. The winner gave half of the £1,000 to the runner-up. Spencer, who, as she said, had a relative suffering from cancer and wished it and wished for him to donate it to the cancer charity. Anyway, when the credits rolled, it turned out that the relative concern was actually Spencer himself and he died between the programme being recorded and the broadcast. Yes, I, I saw that one. That's an old one. I did see that one. Isn't that terrible? That's why I was saying, I was watching yesterday the Noel Edmonds Christmas presents a few years ago of a woman who, who'd been diagnosed with cervical cancer, and it was terminal. And she looked fine. She absolutely looked fine. And, and she wanted a record for her kids. I mean, I sat there in floods of tears. Absolutely, fl- I get so affected by these programmes on, the, uh, on, on the television. It's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. I mentioned that uh, Bridget and David are coming to see the uh, Magic Circle afternoon show. She says, as an added bonus, I've got £15 discount on my next seat ticket booking for Priscilla. She's seen it more times than, than, than the cast have been in it. Absolutely. Uh, your friend, Carol, thinks you might be interested in one of our products, Montgomery's West Country Farmhouse Cheddar. There you go. And that's from Melbury and Appleton. Where did that start? That's the place we've... That's where we got it from, Carol. That's where it came from. So they, they've now... They're listening to us as well. The delicatessen. We've just eaten your cheese. Woo, 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 woo. We love that cheese. Carol, thank you for that. Montgomery's West Country Farmhouse Cheddar. Look at them next. You know, honestly, it's like working with meerkats in here. All of a sudden, little head bobs up, and then it turns to one side and looks at... And then bobs down again. Quite sweet, really, in a peculiar sort of way. I don't know what I'm on today. It's just gone... It's all gone a bit peculiar, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850... Uh, uh Another one here. Uh, this is... Uh, Where's this one from? Is that Carol? Uh, where's Clive Bull? He's not very well, I'm afraid. He's not very well. So, uh, we, uh, we... We wish him the, uh, the very best. Uh, now, quickly, some, some other things that I was going to look at uh, in the papers. Because we, we went through... The, I, I wish I could tell you that there was tons in the papers today, but there's not really... Yeah, you can get oh, Ch- Teddington Cheese do Montgomery Cheddar as well. We've all gone crackers, Montgomery Cheddar now. Will you move on from the cheddar stuff, right? The producers, I mean, one of her fits today, one of her days where it's all just shut it with the cheddar. Although, actually, she couldn't... I've never seen her move so fast when she discovered there was cheese in the studio today. Um, uh, one here... A lot of people... It's amazing how many of you 
appear to have the iPad too. I must be the only person who doesn't at the moment. Incidentally, uh, I must mention this one, which is very good. The Vulcan Restoration Trust have announced their Visit the Vulcan dates for 2011. OK, and uh, Jim always tells us about this. And he says here, 17th of April, 19th of June, 28th of August, gates open 10 till 5, admission £2.50. Kids under 16 go free if accompanied by an adult. Cockpit visits are £2.50. Uh, just follow the signs, he said. Parking's free. So if you're off to Southend Seafront on any of these dates, why not include a visit to Southend Airport for an hour or so and take a look at Britain's most iconic RAF Cold War bomber? Uh, the VRT, the Vulcan Restoration Trust, will not be opening the Vulcan during the Southend Festival Air on the 28th and 29th of May due to the extensive redevelopment work that's taking place at the airport. They do have a website. Jim, thank you for that. www.avrovulcan, that's the letters, avrovulcan.com. OK, that's the Vulcan Restoration Trust. So heading down to South End, that is the one for you. Uh, yes, a Black Cat video used to actually advertise on LBC Martin years ago. They did. The voiceover was Daniel G. Good Lord, was it really? Heavens above, honestly. It's a name from the past. And uh, Tony Sheridan, The Beatles, My Bonnie, was on a compilation CD many years ago. I know, but I had the, uh, the single <laughs> in those halcyon days when you could actually get a record, a seven-inch record. Can you imagine? You should go and buy a seven-inch record. Twenty... No, it's not. Eighteen minutes to ten. Eighteen minutes you've got left to get your hands on my Sony Vio laptop. This one is uh, brilliant. 320 gigabytes of hard drive. Built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. Person with a lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer's going to come down in 17, 18 minutes' time. It's automatic. It comes, so, you know, you've got to get in quick. You text Steve, then your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So if you want to bid, say, 13p, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 13-1-3, and send that to treble eight. Two one. If you want to bid two pounds sixteen, you text Steve two one six and send it to treble eight two one. If you've got a unique bid, the computer will tell you. It will send you back a text saying you've got a unique bid and you hang on to it. This competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Lovely. Actually, it is a glorious day outside. It really is glorious. So you must take the radio with you. Wherever you go today, you've got to take the uh, the radio. Elaine says, why don't you podcast your show that you can hear your guest tell you what she's bought you? You see, the trouble is that so much goes on on this programme, Elaine. And also, I have, I'm the only one who's... I've never podcasted. I'm constantly telling people to sort of, um, to sort of podcast. Uh, Tracy says, put your candles in the freezer and they last much longer. I should imagine just not lighting them means they're going to last much longer. But I do like ca- I do have candles going a lot of the time. It's a little bit like being in a church in my place. Very spiritual and candles. But I always worry that I'm going to knock a candle over. And so I d- I'm, I'm very, very careful. Very, very careful with candles. You must be very, very careful. Um, another one here. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. Did you read that? So funny. So funny. Somebody just sent me a very funny take. I can't repeat it on the programme because it's rude but funny at the same time, which I quite like. Uh, quickly in the papers today, Colleen wins at the National. It's Colleen Bruni with her chavvy friends out there, you know, at the National, wearing a, another probably very expensive outfit made to look cheap. Um, News International. 
could be hit with 40 million quid. There was, they, they were saying they put aside 20 million for this uh, phone hacking. I was asking somebody in the office, I got a bit confused by phone hacking. I know what it is. I just don't understand how you do it. And somebody said they explained on a television programme how to hack into somebody's phone. If they've got a, an answer phone at home, you dial in the code. Because most people do not change the security code. So you dial the number and then you push whatever it happens to be. don't want to repeat it. And, and then you can access their messages back again. But to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, it's never even crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. You can't do it if you, if you hack into somebody's phone, but you can do it if you hack into somebody's phone at home. Because I used to have um, uh, an actual answer phone. Nowadays, the answer phone is built into the phone. And um, it, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I clear it every day. It's only got to, I need to change the phone, actually, at home, because it's... We'll do the meerkat bit again next door. They, uh, middle meerkats bob down a bit, so the other meerkat on the right's popped up again, had a good look around. Obviously standing on a termite mound or something. And, uh, or eaten it, I should imagine. Quarter to ten. With the travel, Craig Birchill. Hello, Steve, thank you. And We're now arguing over what I've read and what I haven't read in the studio. There's going to be all hell's breaking loose around here, I'll tell you. We're going to be killing the meerkats, I can tell you, in about five minutes' time. I'm just trying to prove... Wait a minute. Oh, this... I've got so many bits of paper in here that I've read, and there's so many other bits. Every day next week, you can join James Whale from four and make your knowledge work for you. We've teamed up with DHL Express to give you £500 or £1,000 worth of nectar points in our quiz. It's the only courier company to reward its customers with nectar points to win next week. You could have enough for an iPad or perhaps an HDTV television. Go to lbc.co.uk for more terms and conditions. Because I think I've already read that once, and I read it before I talked to Andrew Pearce. And I'm now trying to find the uh, the piece of paper which proves that I read it. Because I'm, I'm, gener- I'm generally very good at remembering things. I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember things like that. And, uh, and I, I read these, the Sky one, so I'm determined to find it in here somewhere. Uh, other stories in the paper today, up to uh, one in three men getting cosmetic surgery have a much younger partner at home, dubbing the trend Sugar Daddy Surgery. That's what they're saying now. Sugar daddy surgery. Why do people want to actually change the way that they look? I mean, you've seen how awful people look after they've had cosmetic surgery. And you don't need to sort of um, to sort of do it. But I suppose some people just get a bit panicky, don't they? And they go, oh, you know, I need to, uh, I need to do this. My nose is too big. My nose is too small. It's this and it's that. And you think, I don't know why people bother... Uh, I'm still going through my bits of paper in there. I'm determined to find this thing if it kills me. And uh, and, and this, this never end. I think it's probably an American thing, where you can just spot people who've had stuff done before, and then you sort of, you look at them and you think, you shouldn't really have any more surgery, because then they have surgery on top of surgery, and that, that makes it worse and worse and worse. And then people try and correct it, and that doesn't work either, and then you, you end up feeling a little bit sorry for them. And you start thinking, I don't know, you really shouldn't have any of this stuff. You really shouldn't. Uh, Abby Clancy is in the paper today. She's revealed she's bought a fat-burning suit to get her figure back. Expect to see a DVD very shortly, I should imagine, seeing as most of these people don't do anything unless you you start paying them money. And um, uh, Annette says, I was listening to the lovely Nick Abbott last night. It turns out he's got a duck problem. A duck has made a nest on his balcony. He's a bit worried about the arrival of the ducklings. Oh, don't talk to me about ducks. Uh, the problem is with ducks. If you've got a balcony and you've got pots, as you know, we had them for three years and we couldn't get rid of them. And you don't need to worry about them being on a balcony. 
Because what will happen is they'll get born and she will then go downstairs into the car park or whatever and she'll call to them and they will drop themselves from the balcony. They are so light, they're like cotton wool balls when they're young. They don't hurt themselves at all. I mean, they're probably a little bit of pain on their feet or something. I don't know. But they will happily drop themselves from a balcony. Whatever you do, don't do what I do and feed them. Don't do anything. Just leave them alone. Because she'll go through the whole process and take them away. And she'll probably have between 11 and 14. And they look very pretty and they'll walk around and then they'll jump off the balcony and she'll walk them to the road or to the river or wherever it is. Apart from that, don't give them Weetabix. Don't give them, don't give them anything. Because if you feed them, they'll die. And the reason they die is because they need to be in the river... They'll actually be with her. They'll all snuggle underneath her and she will coat them with this secretion which she has, which makes them waterproof. And when they're in the river, they eat, but they need to go to the bottom of the river to pick up bits of grit, which they swallow, which digests the food. If you just give them food, it sits in their stomach and solidifies. And you end up with carnage, which is what we had, because they all died. And we had 14, and I wondered why every day they'd run towards me, and I would happily crunch up Weetabix and give it to them in the water. Until I came back, and on one day there's one lying on his back doing an impression of sunbathing, with his little little paddling legs up in the air, not moving. There was another one in the last throes of life. And somebody said to me, what are you giving them? I said, Weetabix. I said, they, they loved it. So of course, they'll eat anything, but they need grit to digest the food because they've only got little tummies. So we had a mass burial for uh, for the ducklings. But uh, sometimes you can call the RSPCA or a sanctuary and they'll come and collect them from you. And t- but then at this time of year, there's tons of, I wish they could, they could have them all sorted out because it's such a nuisance. I noticed in one of the papers today, Katie Price, that's Jordan, incidentally, still the same vile person that she was years and years ago, has not changed at all, except now she's ranting on, and she did on the programme about Frankie Boyle, And this was after Frankie Boyle made comments about her son, Harvey. And uh, she says in the television programme, it's disgusting, he can't answer back. And you remember that uh, Frankie Boyle was censured by Ofcom over the comments made. But Ofcom didn't do anything else. And that was the problem that people were having. They were saying, shouldn't the man who put that out on Channel 4 be fired? And Ofcom have said nothing at all. They have said that it was wrong. 500 people, I think, complained. 499 probably never saw it, because I've never seen a Frankie Boyle programme on the television. But people see it on the internet, and then they go, oh, well, I'll just write in as well. And so they, they write in and they say, this is absolutely disgusting. Never having seen it. And we know this, this happens all the time. Because I remember a while ago saying that I think it was badminton was terribly boring and we should never see it at the Olympics. And one person wrote in... And, uh, and said, this is absolutely disgraceful. Of course we'd have badminton at the Olympics. And I said, well, I'm not remotely interested in it, whatever it was. The next thing, we start getting hundreds of emails. And I'm thinking, well, they can't all have been listening because they, were, they quite clearly hadn't heard the programme because they were, they were saying things which I didn't say. And it turns out we then discovered, somebody pointed us in the direction of some buffoon on the website who had written this thing saying, write into Steve Allen. So I threatened legal action and they shut up very quickly because what they were doing was telling lies and all these saddos were writing in going, oh, we should really have badminton out there, you know, like nude leapfrog kind of thing, as if we were interested. Ridiculous. So that's what happens. It's the internet that sort of gathers momentum. Like that, that campaign against the McCanns. People writing and say, you know, the McCanns are making money out of this. Why are they doing... And they, they've started questioning what the McCanns did on that night. 
Which is ridiculous, because they weren't there. It's got absolutely, you know, nothing to do with anybody. They have to live with this. You can't criticise them. You can say they made a wrong decision, but that's their decision. That's what they did that night. It's not their, their you know, it's not anybody else's problem now. It was like that stupid uh, Jeremy Clarkson thing the other day, where they're going, oh, look, Jeremy Clarkson's got a bit on the side. And if that, what's it got to do with anybody? He's not a preacher on television. He's not preaching morals to anybody. He's not all he is. He's, he's just, you know, a man who's got somebody on the on his, his team, and they happen to share a bedroom every so often. We're the same round here. If if this team here goes away, you know, to do an outside... Br- we'll probably all snuggle under the same duvet, ladies and gentlemen. You know, that's what people do in the business. People snuggle under a duvet, and, you know... I mean, it's, it's hands behind your back kind of situation, isn't it? You know, there's none of this inappropriate touching kind of thing going on. Especially at most of our ages, because we're all well past it. You know, I mean, the most excitement to get now is filling up the hot water bottle and having a cup of cocoa, and that's it. You know, we don't do anything else. You know, we dream about it, but frankly, most of us are too ancient to ever think about doing anything like that. You know, people say to me, do you, do, you, do you think about sex, Steve? And I've said, you know, I might think about it for five seconds, but frankly, then I've moved on to another bottle of wine. And after that, life takes on a completely different new meaning. So now Jordan has called for the sacking of the Channel 4 boss who allowed the broadcasting of this slur by Frankie Boyle about her disabled son, son Star- Harvey. It's not going to happen it is absolutely not going to happen. People will tune in. And I'll tell you the reason it won't happen is the fact that it's a comedy programme. It's a programme by a comedian who pushes it as far as he can go. What you should really be picking on is the people who thought it was funny and laughed. Because that's the difference. It's like going to see, you know, if you've been to see a Bernard Manning show and he told a racist joke. Oh, I don't know, he told a racist joke. Can't put him on the television. Whereas, in fact, they did put him on the television. And he did tell those jokes on the television. Nobody ever called for the sacking. It's not going to happen. You know, if if you go and see, I don't know, Ainsley Harriet, and he cooks, you go, it's disgraceful, he's cooking. And that's what people do. You go and see Frankie Boyle, you know what he's like. It's on the television. You know, she didn't see it. I shouldn't imagine anybody she's, she's ever worked with saw it at all, so it makes no difference. You know, a statement on behalf of Mr Hunt said, Jeremy is extremely disappointed. Channel 4 have not apologised. Uh, the comments went way beyond what is acceptable and have caused unnecessary offence to Miss Price and her family. No, they haven't. You know, I thought she's always bigger than this. I thought she was the one going, oh, I'm not bothered about things. Like, people can say whatever they like. Well, you know, he's not going to know about it. You know, the more more deal you make about it, you know, the the, the bigger it becomes. But it's it's not going to go any further, I'm afraid. Listen, you've only oh, blimey, you've got so little time left. You quickly, you've got to get in quickly for the Sony Vio. You've got about, about three minutes left. And uh, poor old Trisha in Atfield's got dreadfully... A, a splinter... Her poor husband has got... I've had splinters before, and they're a blooming nuisance. Dreadful. Uh, didn't you have a racing pundit suggesting Briggs would win the Grand on Friday? I didn't, uh, Bernie, but in fact, uh, Nick Ferrari did. Nick Ferrari did. Uh, Black Cat Video, ah, oh, blackcatvideo.com. Thank you, Natalie, very much indeed. Um, uh, Linda says, how's Anthony? He's fine, thank you very much indeed. And um, there's a YouTube video, says Eamon called Raw Video, Man Rescues Ducklings on Ledge. Thank you very much indeed for that. No more time! Got to go, got to go and uh, get, of, uh, got to get out there quickly, because it's the only bit of sunshine you're going to get this week, because the rest of the time it'll be absolutely tipping it down, I should imagine. Have yourself a very nice day. Don't forget to check out the uh, Magic Circle pictures on the LBC website. Don't forget to download the, uh, the podcast at the programme, and to, to make sure that you enjoy the day, as indeed I know you will. Andrew Pierce will be complaining about how cold it is in the studio, but I don't mind, because I'm going in the sunshine. It's LBC. Oh, no, sorry, I've gone early. Even more excited. Look at that. It is cold, isn't it?
A little bit cold for you, is it? Just actually put a woolly on. That'll be nice. Wear your scarf. Something like that. Have you got a vest on? No. Well, there you go. I mean, a fool to yourself, I'm afraid. Uh, I've, got, I've got enough time to mention very quickly Zoe, a London City Guide. Uh, a quick puff for her open spaces walk Sunday, April 10th at 11.30 this morning. Meet outside St Paul's Tube, Exit 2. So they exit two outside St Paul's St Paul's Tube Station. Um, good luck to everybody today who's taking part in the uh, marathon. And don't forget to join me tomorrow morning from 5am till 7. Uh, learn how to podcast. It'll change your life forever. Don't forget, only a few seats left for that charity show down at the Magic Circle. It's steveallenshow.com. Thank you for your company today. Thank you for your texts and your emails and, uh, and your input. Join me tomorrow morning, but join Andrew Pierce after the news, which is next. <laughs>